the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So ladies and gentlemen, as we progress this week, we're getting loads of cards and letters from new listeners. Many of you have signed up on the Paracast forums at forum.theparacast.com, and we're seeing greater and greater participation. Of course, when you have forums, people express all sorts of points of view. You know, it's not just people agreeing with me or with my co-hosts, such as our co-host this week, Christopher O'Brien. Sometimes they think we don't know what we're doing. And I frankly admit to that, you know. Me neither. Right, but we're still here. But seriously, you know, we had that interview we did on our August 1st episode with Ted Phillips, who is one of those people who has been on the scene investigating all sorts of paranormal phenomena, UFO trace evidence and a wider circle of strange events. And people now complain. They complain if you're an armchair researcher because they say, well, you're not getting out in the field. You're really aren't doing anything more than reading books and summarizing them. Whereas if you get out in the field, you don't know what you're doing. Now, you're a field investigator. How does one become a field investigator? Do you have to have a degree, paranormal field investigator? How's well, it yeah, it's, I mean, we're inventing the wheel as we go along to a certain extent. I think it really boils down to the actual area of research and investigation that you're most involved with. Personally, I'm I'm the kind of person that looks at it all cross phenomenal uh, elements, whether it's uh, making notations on strange weather, uh, unusual societal events, um, obviously uh, reports of the uh, of the unexplained, and there there is no real rhyme or reason behind it. I think the most important uh, tool that that a, an aspiring field investigator has is his ability to sum up uh, and, and to ascertain the veracity of a witness. Um, I think that's the most important thing is the people skills involved. Obviously, if you're starting to get into actual physical evidence investigation, um, it's good to have uh, access to, to lab uh, uh, personnel and labs that are willing to do uh, biophysical testing, let's say, or in the, in the case of the unusual animal death realm, um, forensic uh, sample testing. And uh, proper investigative techniques, I think, are really important in terms of uh, uh, how to interview somebody properly, what questions to ask, what order those questions should go in. And, and these, are, these are all very important elements that, that takes time for you to develop the actual, uh, your actual personal style and technique. And, and, and prop, you know, the proper investigation of a case um, is, is people skills. And I call it a bedside manner. I mean, as I mentioned, I think on my first uh, show as a guest uh, last year, there there are cases where I would call up somebody who I knew had something incredible happen to them and never ask them about the event. Just call up, introduce myself, and just talk about anything but why I was calling. And then slowly, after several phone calls, <laughs> they volunteer the information. So, you know, there are various techniques that, that, that one uh, can utilize. Uh, so there's no... There's no real rhyme or reason except for those people skills. That's that's what it all boils down to. Okay, is there any way to train yourself to develop that? Because is it something native? You have to have the people skills, know how to talk to people, how to listen to them. Can you learn this, or are you just born with it? 
Well, I, I, I think obviously to have um, a mentor, um, I was very fortunate uh, in the early 90s. Um, back then, uh, Linda Moulton Howe uh, took me under her wing for a certain period of time and was, was able to, even just over the phone, give me a crash course on how to properly interview people, and I, I will be forever grateful for that. Also, David Perkins, who uh, has done 35-plus uh, years of investigative work, he was very instrumental in, in kind of taking me step-by-step step through the interview process. Um, the actual science that you're trying to ascertain is, is a whole different ballgame, but I think you have to have sort of a natural ability to communicate with people to have people feel comfortable around you. There are some investigators who go out there, they're like bulls in a china shop, and if they're not from the area, if they're not a local in the community, it's very difficult for them to have people open up to them. But um, if you're, if you're you know, calm and uh, you don't lead the witness, you, don't, you, don't, uh, you, you honor requests for anonymity, um, you, you allow them to feel comfortable enough to open up. I think that's the most important ingredient. And that's something... You can maybe be taught that, but I think it's there's a you know a personal there's a personal rapport that you got to have I think, and and that's kind of an innate ability. So you either know it or you don't. Now, of course, Linda Moulton Howell is sometimes a little bit controversial. Yeah, well, she definitely is a good investigator, though. She does know how to go out into the field and ask the right questions. She's very good at that. Um, the problem, I think, with, with investigators like Linda, um, who tend to go into areas that they're not locals in and cherry-pick uh, events, they have a harder time getting locals to open up. Because I lived in the San Luis Valley. I had a local phone number. People saw that I honored requests for anonymity, that I wasn't judgmental. Uh, people were much more uh, – had less reticence to open up to me. And, and I think that that's really important to be a local in the region that you're investigating that's really, that really helps immensely. That also requires either finding a job in that region or just restricting yourself to areas near where you live. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. I, I was very fortunate in the San Luis Valley uh, in that regard, although <laughs> I did end up spending <laughs> most of my life savings uh, over the 13-year period. But, uh, you know, uh, it's a passion. Uh, you really have to have uh, a high degree of motivation uh, you need to be extremely detail-oriented. You need to write everything down. That is the number one thing that everyone's got to do out in the field is write it down. And uh, it's, uh, it's not for everybody. Uh, everyone is not cut out to be a field investigator. Uh, it's, it's not easy. In terms of equipment, what kind of equipment should you have? Is it sufficient just to have some kind of digital recording device, even if it's a smartphone? Well, yeah, obviously a video camera, some sort of recording device, um, you know, those are really important. Um, also a planisphere. Um, I tend to go out with a, uh, a star map that uh, you can dial in the particular time of year and, and, and time of the night to factor out mundane celestial objects, let's say, for uh, UFO reports. Um, obviously, uh, you know, I was fortunate to be gifted a, a, a good set of, uh, of night vision binoculars. Um, uh, Tri-field meter is very helpful, a compass, uh, colored uh, pencils, and, and a notepad for people to do sketches. Um, there's, there's quite a lot of, uh, of gear that, uh, you know, slowly over the years you, you can uh, add to your, your bag of, uh, your investigative bag of tricks. But uh, those are the basic uh, elements. A compass is important, uh, a blacklight, a, a little Geiger counter. 
um, you know, these are radiation detector. Uh, these are all these are all things that I I have in my kit. And then that then we get into the forensic uh, sample taking and having formalin and scalpels and sample jars and you know it, it gets more involved if you get into actual physical uh, sample gathering. Then sounds then, like you're getting into the CSI stage. Listen, we're going to be changing the subject, segueing to a totally different subject this week, other than yep. field investigation. Can you tell us about our guest? Well, you know, I'm. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be very interesting, Gene. Uh, Lewis Jarvis, I've known for 17 years. Uh, he is one of the more fascinating people I've ever met. Um, he is uh, widely considered to be one of the top comparative prophecy scholars um, out there. He's uh, been a mover and shaker behind the scenes, uh, as as we will find out. Uh, he's very knowledgeable about uh, Tibetan Buddhism and some of the prophetic uh, traditions there, uh, Native American uh, prophecy and other things, and how they dovetail actually with the paranormal in some sense. So this is going to be a very, very fascinating uh, segment uh, to, uh, this week. His father was a special operations group uh, commander, worked at Fort Detrick with Sidney Gottlieb in the Army Chemical Corps. He has a very, very uh, interesting background, and uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. He does not get on the radio and talk much. We're very fortunate to have him. Lewis Jarvis, coming up next on The Paracast. As you know, the PowerCast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks. With more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For listeners of the PowerCast, Audible.com is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. One book to consider, for example, is Above Top Secret, the worldwide UFO cover-up by Timothy Good. Timothy Good, as you know, has been a guest on the PowerCast. Yet another book worth considering from Audible.com is Lies and Deception, UFOs and the Secret Agenda, from Timothy Good once again, and also from our old friend Nick Pope. As you know, Nick Pope has also been on the PowerCast. This is another book that you're definitely going to want to check out. For this book or another free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash PowerCast. That's audiblepodcast.com slash PowerCast. As many people know, ever since President Nixon took us off the gold standard, the U.S. dollar has been devaluating. What people don't know, however, is how this directly affects your personal finances. Is there a way to prevent your portfolios from losing value? The answer to all of this is gold and silver. They've both maintained their purchasing power for 6,000 years. If you had had $100,000 in cash and $100,000 in gold and silver back in 1913 and kept them both until now, your cash would actually have the buying power of only $4,800, but your gold and silver would have the buying power of $3 million. The answer to protecting your assets is simple. Call me, John Ballman, today at one 800 686-2237 extension 169. Get all your questions answered before your money is worth zero. Call 1-800-686-2237 extension 169. Take action today while we still accept paper dollars for gold. That's 1-800-686-2237 extension 169. When you hear the words water purification, what comes to mind? If it's Berkey Water Purification Systems, this message is for you. Did you know that over 60% of municipal water contains fluoride? Add less than 2 cents per gallon. 
Berkey water filters purify treated and untreated water, remove dangerous chlorine, fluoride, and contaminants from municipal water. These filters are powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water, making them perfect for rainwater collection systems. From the smallest to the largest systems, BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com has what you need. With your system purchase, you'll receive a shower filter, a fluoride filter, or two sport Berkey bottles absolutely free. BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com would like to offer GCN listeners 5% off all ceramic filter systems and ship all orders over $50 free of charge. Visit BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. Or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY today. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Don't forget... CrossbreedHolsters.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. You've entered another dimension. You've entered the Paracast. I'm Christopher O'Brien, and you're in the Paracast. I am really happy and pleased to uh, present a, a, a fascinating guest uh, that we have today, Louis Jarvis. Louis uh, does not do much uh, radio. He's a behind-the-scenes guy, and we're very fortunate to have Louis uh, on the program. Louis, welcome to the Paracast. Thanks, Chris. It's your fault that I'm here. <laughs> we blame Chris for everything. Yeah, I'll tell you, it comes with the well, territory. We, we all need a scapegoat, so may as well just cut mm-hmm. to the chase. Well, some people have been using me as a scapegoat for a lot of years. <laughs> I don't want to get into that. <laughs> We're helping you to share the load there, Gene. Louis, why don't you give us a little bit of a, uh, a background sort of thumbnail sketch of your very fascinating uh, uh, interests in life and, and some of the things that you've done in your life, just to give our listeners a real quick idea of who, who Louis Jarvis is. Well, I guess basically, to put it in a nutshell, I'm an Army brat. My father was a career Army officer, actually two phases in his career, World War II infantryman uh, assigned to uh, Patton's Third Army, a liberator of Dachau. Uh, then after the war, um, came back, studied pre-medicine, following in his father's footsteps, and uh, finished up St. Bonaventure's University as a double major, chemical uh, chemistry biology major, 
just at the time that the Korean War broke out. So as a decorated combat veteran from the Second World War, he was the unit commander of the ROTC unit at St. Bonaventure. Uh, with the Korean War breaking out, he was told, uh, you're not going to be a reserve officer, a reserve lieutenant on your active duty. And we, the Department of the Army, are switching your career branch from infantry to chemical corps, which led to him being not just within the chemical corps, but in fact, a CIA-created uh, and directed subunit, perhaps the most secretive unit in the history of the armed forces, the chemical corps Special Operations Division, which uh, was under the direction of the real cancer man, who was Dr. Sidney Gottlieb, in charge of the CIA's mind control research, paranormal research, mythological engineering, to use Jacques Vallée's term. Uh, that was Dad's boss. Um, so my father was an Army officer uh, uh, in the sense that his own loyalty and and uh vow of, of of fealty was to the constitution the only thing that distinguished him from being cia was that cia takes a, a a vow of loyalty to the agency that puts it above the constitution but nevertheless my father was as an army special operations officer assigned to special operations uh division chemical corps and then special forces work um under the direction of the CIA. CIA. Uh, and that made my father's uh, career extremely exceptional, involved, as I would find out after he died, involved with some of the deepest, darkest secrets of the Cold War. And actually, after my father's passing away in 87, I came to realize that I knew only the surface of my father's career. I had lived it in part as his son, going uh, hither, thither, and yon across the globe, but I really only knew my dad, uh, in one sense, very much on a surface level. And since he passed away, I'm trying to go back and fill in the gaps as best I can. Uh, these secrets are uh, above top secret and, for the most part, not documented. So, well, you know what? Before we go on, Lewis, maybe mm -hmm. you can tell us what things you learned that really surprised you about your dad. Well, on the one hand, my father was a very spiritual person. Uh, with a great devotion as a as a devout Roman Catholic, uh, a great devotion, devout Roman Catholic warrior, de devotion to uh, Michael the Archangel, who is the patron saint of the airborne. And there was that aspect to him. Uh, I would say during the Second World War as a liberator of Dachau, he most definitely, in my opinion, uh, fought on the side of the good angels. Uh, with Michael being the leader of the of the avenging angels of God, but with the the, the Cold War, the breaking out of the Cold War, um, I would I would have to say that my father, uh, being brainwashed by the Church on the one hand, and by the American Cold War uh, mentality on the other, my father went from serving the good angels to serving the dark angels, and not that he wanted to or or was consciously doing that, but. Um, this is what happened to the American military. What do you mean uh, by dark angels here? Well, uh, the opposite of Michael and uh, the the good watchers are the bad watchers. <laughs> and that's uh, straight out of the book of Enoch, going back a very long time. Who are the watchers? Well, those are the 
the 200 bad ones that descended to earth, chapter 6, verses 1 through 4 of Genesis, the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were fair. And you, you, know, the, you know the story. Entered unto them as wives and uh, took them as wives and produced the race of giants, the mighty ones of old, the, the Nephilim. So those uh, critters, uh, that other side, they're the good watchers and the, they're the, the fallen watchers. And uh, Sitchin, Zechariah, Sitchin, my brother Zechariah, insists on translating Anunnaki, uh, the Sumerian uh, scriptures, as those who from heaven to earth came. That's not really Anunnaki. Was. Anunnaki means those who from heaven to earth fell as in fallen angels. So you have this brotherhood of the shadows, as Blavatsky called them, brotherhood of death, which was the original name of the skull and bones. You have the, the light and dark side of, of the equation. So, so the white hat angels and the, uh, the black hat, uh, more demonic uh, fallen angels. Well, and uh, the thing you always have to keep in mind about the, the, the dark side, um, we'll put it in Buddhist terms, those who are on the upward path into the, the, um, the heavenly realms, the, the, the paradises, the Buddha fields, and those who are on the downward path into, uh, into the lower realms. Uh, the human realm being the switch, or, or you could say the, the, the realm that's most in the middle. In the human realm, you can be on the upward path and the downward path at will day to day. It's um, do you want to be reincarnated as an animal? Do you want to be reincarnated in the hungry ghost realm? Do you want to be incarnated, reincarnated in the hell realms? Or do you want to be on the upward path? Um, so this existential reality is reflected across the board in our experience on this planet. And as you know, Chris, in the Hopi point of view, this is the fourth incarnation of uh, Mother Earth. Uh, headed now on the cusp of uh, the fifth world, and this problem is not new. It goes back a long, long time, and, and indeed, from the point of view of Tibetan Buddhism, it's not limited to planet Earth at all. This is a transcosmic, right to the edge of the universe reality. Those who are on the upward path, those who are on the downward path, and all the in-between stages and in the, in, in the two. Well, we'll get uh, into more of this in just a moment. We have Lewis Jarvis, and we're discussing, well, I guess we'll be getting into a whole range of subjects about prophecy, about religions and their impact. Our co-host this week is Christopher O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You are indeed in the power. Okay, neighbors, here's the problem. Face-to-face -face business meetings with clients and colleagues are always going to be important. But business travel is a hassle, and it's often a complete waste of money. Well, here's a solution for you. Do more. Travel less with GoToMeeting. GoToMeeting is an award-winning online meeting service brought to you by Citrix. With just a click, host sales presentations, training sessions, or product demos right from your own desk. Avoid the hassle of traveling and still exceed your sales goals. Plus, GoToMeeting is just $49 a month for unlimited online meetings. Plus, voice over IP and phone conferencing is included. My listeners can try GoToMeeting free for 45 days. For this special offer, visit GoToMeeting.com slash podcast. Once again, GoToMeeting free for 45 days. Visit GoToMeeting.com slash podcast. 
Nine years, thousands of clients worldwide, amazing results. And here's more proof of the effectiveness of how heart and body extract supports good circulation and healthy arterial flow. My name is Crystal. I'm a 45-year-old and live in Houston, Texas. I was diagnosed with having mitral valve prolapse 10 years ago. My cardiologist said surgery and drugs was the only thing he could offer me. What did Crystal do? I ordered heart and body extract in August 2006. When I first took my first 15 drops, I embraced the formula and could even feel the goodness of the formula starting to work. Clean, clear arteries are happy arteries after using heart and body extract. Learn more at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. That's hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. HB Extract comes with a 100% ironclad money-back guarantee. Details at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305 for heart and body extract. Global meltdowns, massive unemployment, endless wars, a new currency crisis, financially and morally bankrupt. A great and terrible storm is approaching. So what's the best way to get ready? To get prepared for hard times ahead. Introducing Off the Grid News, a weekly newsletter for independent patriots who want practical advice on how to survive and prosper in an increasingly dangerous world. It's the best way to get a black belt in emergency preparedness, survival skills, and off-the-grid living. Off the Grid News is fiercely independent, all about self-reliance, and packed with helpful information on survival gardening, food preparation, alternative energy, herbal medicines, privacy and security, as well as God, gold, and guns, with absolutely no apologies. And the best part? This $100 a year service is now free of charge for our listeners. That's right, free for our listeners who sign up at offthegridnews.com. That's offthegridnews.com. You can sign up for free at offthegridnews.com. Offthegridnews.com. Question, what would you rather drink, acidic water which burns holes in your body and causes loss of bone mass, or alkaline water which promotes high energy and vibrant health? The answer is clear. And if you're drinking acidic water, you're helping cancer cells and bacteria to grow out of control. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops combine a unique formula of the most alkaline minerals. Using Plasma pH Drops is the best way to alkalize your water and help you get rid of acid and regain your health and energy. Simply put 10 drops in the water you drink to raise the pH to a healthy alkaline level. Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. Disease organisms like bacteria, viruses, or cancer cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops now by going directly to AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or by calling 269-409-1776. Again, 269-409-1776. Tired of searching for great talk radio? And I think it really does make a difference. We are the GCN Radio Network. You're in the Paracast. You never know what's going to happen next. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Our co-host is Christopher O'Brien. Our guest this week is Lewis Jarvis. Is there a category we can put you into? I talked about comparative prophecies, but is there a broad category that we can put the kind of things you talk about? Well, yeah, I'm an aficionado, uh, um, uh, devotee of comparative religion, uh, comparative prophecy. But um, I think my my um, take on spirituality is a little bit broader uh, than than the orthodox view. And orthodox actually literally means narrow-minded. 
um, straight and narrow. My view is is uh, heretical. But um, in defense of myself, I would point out that the Greek word heresia actually means private opinion. So a heretic is simply, we're all heretics. We all have our private opinions, and certainly that applies to the Church of Rome as, as well as anybody else. It's all heresy, i.e. private opinion. But if you demonize uh, uh, the word heresy, then you come up with those that have been burned at the stake for their point of view. My point of view is certainly heretical. Let's get let's get back to your dad again uh, before we uh, we drift too far away from uh, spe- special operations group. Are there some uh, let's say uh, missions and uh, tasks that your father was involved with that you can talk about that give uh, I think our listeners a little better understanding of the of the extent of uh, Gottlieb's uh, work at Fort Detrick and the Army Chemical Corps and some of the things that uh, that your father's uh, guys were involved with. Um. You certainly won't get this out of Henry Kissinger. He's the only person alive left that could confirm this as a participant in the events. But in 1969, my father, down the chain of command, his boss, his direct boss being General Abrams, uh, General Westmoreland's uh, successor as commanding officer in Vietnam. In 1969, my dad's boss, General Abrams, was tasked by Richard Nixon, Richard Helms, the then director of the CIA, and Henry Kissinger with assassinating Uncle Ho, Ho Chi Minh. So uh, uh, General Abrams turned to my father, the Wizard of Armageddon, and said, John, um, we're going to take out Uncle Ho. And so the way to do it um, was you had to run a feasibility study first. First of all, you had to find out, can you get a helicopter or two, a Huey? Can you get, uh, say, uh, a Huey or two into downtown Vietnam? Um, not too far, actually, from uh, uh, Viet Minh headquarters, where, where Ho Chi Minh's uh, office was. Down, downtown Hanoi, you're saying? Downtown Hanoi. Okay. Downtown Hanoi. When my father told me this story after coming back in 1969, I, I laughed at him. I, I ridiculed him. I, I just laughed at him and said, Dad, uh, you're, you, you, you've been reading too much. I don't know what the hell you were doing over there in Vietnam, uh, but you've been reading too much James Bond. What he told me was uh, he had been dressed up all in black, basically Viet Cong pajamas, with black face, running around downtown Hanoi one night with a special forces team. And I, I just laughed at him. Uh, I wouldn't find out until after he was gone what happened that night. And, in fact, he wasn't making a damn thing up. He was not supposed to be there on that special operations group mission. And I'm sure General Abrams was a little bit nervous that my dad would do what he was renowned for doing, going against orders when it came to the lives of his men, because remember, he had been a mere private and sergeant in, in the Second World War. He was a maverick. He was a Mustang that had worked himself up from, uh, an, inf- uh, from an enlisted man up to uh, an officer all the way up to Brigadier General. And he was not supposed to go with the team that he was directing up uh, to into Hanoi, but he did. And the, the feasibility mission was to see if they could assassinate Uncle Ho. Now, the way they would have done it if 
the mission had decided that yes we can we can risk it because I believe that there was another aspect to the mission um, on the one hand can we take out Uncle Ho and on the other hand can we free the prisoners including John McCain uh, although my father didn't know that um, he was in the Hanoi Hilton and the Hanoi Hilton wasn't that far away from uh, the Vietnamese uh, headquarters uh, where Uncle Ho was this downtown Hanoi so there was a, it was a, a, a double um, purpose to the mission and if they had decided that yeah they would make an attempt on Ho Chi Minh's life it would have been done with inhalation anthrax and my father was a master of that having been trained by unit 731 uh, Japanese biological warfare uh, criminals hired like the Nazis um, after World War II of course everyone knows about paperclip but very few people are aware of what happened with uh, with the recruitment of um, general EC's e e um, uh, unit 731 and that was under um, uh, general McNamara uh, excuse me, uh, MacArthur, pardon me, Robert McNamara, uh, General MacArthur and his intelligence chief, a guy by the name of, supposedly a guy by the name of Charles Willoughby. So you have a, Unit 731 guys, including Ishihi, I said you see, it's Ishihi. Uh, Ishihi was brought himself to Fort Detrick, where Special Operations Division headquarters was, but SOD, Army Chemical Corps, SOD was also at Fort Edgewood. At Edgewood, you had the Nazis. At Dietrich, you had more Unit 731 people. But there was a going to and fro, not just to those two facilities, but primarily at those two facilities. That's a nefarious cast of characters there, Lewis. Well, and, of course, under um, some very nefarious uh, characters um, put under the command of, uh, of uh, Sidney Gottlieb in 53. Yeah. Hmm. Well... So what I'm kind of getting from you is there's almost like a, a sense of, of, of attempting to right some wrongs that possibly your father, you know, inadvertently initially maybe had gotten into. And then maybe you're trying to make up for some of the things that, that he obviously was involved with that, that aren't too pleasant. Is, is that one of your driving sort of motivating uh, uh, forces in, in your work and in, in your life? Well, if you <laughs> if you put me on the spot, I'm V from Vendetta. It's payback time. It's my turn. And mind you, this isn't a vengeance trip. Although, of course, everyone is going to say, "Huh, you know, I mean, we'll dismiss you by just calling you some kind of vengeance freak." It's much more than you know a vengeance thing. What V was trying to do was trigger the cowed into standing up and doing away with a great evil that he himself, remember, in terms of real history, V was an MK Ultra subject. Remember what was going on to V and how everyone else died in that fire in the lab and the experiments that were going on? V was an MK Ultra guinea pig. So in carrying on a vendetta, he wasn't carrying on a mere personal crusade. It was, it was transpersonal. In fact, Actually, there was very little of it uh, that was so much personal, although there was that aspect to it. He had been a subject. He had been a guinea pig, and it, you know, it had turned him into a monster. But that's not why he was fighting. It was, it was to right a wrong that you, he had to heal a breach in the universe. 
in our time-space continuum that the negative had opened up, and that's where we are, you know, in terms of who I am and who my father was. Um, a certain hole was knocked into our reality that has to be healed. I mean, uh, to, to, to bring it uh, into geospatial terms, that, that hole or those series of holes are still leaking in the Gulf of, of Mexico, and they're going to get very much larger in whichever context or, or scenario you want. We've got holes in reality that we've got to plug or we're going to just be, well, we're all going to be. We're not going to make it. So it's, it's, it's not just a vengeance trip. It's not actually a vengeance trip. It's a healing thing. But for those on the receiving end of it, you know, it's it might not turn. be too pleasant. <laughs> it might not be too pleasant. <laughs> what is pleasant is the fact that we're talking to Lewis Jarvis and we have a whole lot of area to cover. We're just kind of getting to the beginning of it right now. The co-host this week is Christopher O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You are definitely, most assuredly, in the Paracast. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack of the Rockwoods. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans the galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack of the Rockoids, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. Fate Magazine provides true reports of the strange and unknown. Keep up with the latest on angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, life after death, and much, much more. To receive your free issue of Fate Magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Then listen carefully, because you already know that the problem won't go away by itself. You can get help today from the leading tax expert in the country, Dan Pilla. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. The IRS isn't going to just forget about you. Right now, the IRS is hiring thousands of tax collectors to go after delinquent accounts just like yours. That's why you need to take action today, and I can help. I take a simple but proven approach to solving your tax debt problem. First, I stabilize collections so you don't have to worry. You worry, but only because you're paying attention. What's happening in the Gulf of Mexico illustrates an audacity toward nature. A similar audacity called GMO, or genetically modified organisms, means that the quality of commercially grown food may be compromised with our health in the balance. Now that summer's here, what better time to learn about the bounty that nature provides in wild edible food? Let author Linda Runyon show you the best-kept secret in plain sight that food is everywhere you look. This summer, for the cost of a good meal or two out, you can literally starvation-proof yourself and your loved ones against any future craziness and put up tons of free food, too. 
Whatever experiment is being run on us, you can rest assured that Linda's 50 or so staple foods aren't involved. Our foods are their enemy. So go to ofthefield.com or call toll-free 1-888-51-EAT-FREE and take that first step. Make your oasis of food security and nutrition now. That's O-F-T-H-E-F-I-E-L-D.com or call 1-888-513-2837. Start now and make 2010 your year of independence. There are many types of storable foods, but how about a superfood that contains every nutrient that the human body needs for survival? 50% protein, 300 milligrams of potassium per ounce, and calcium and magnesium for your heart and bones, with many more nutrients found in this incredible food source that the government does not want you to have. This product is available in powder, seeds, and oil, and is shipped free to your door in the U.S. This product is illegal to grow in the U.S., but is legal to import. Don't waste time thinking about storing food. Plan ahead and prepare for yourself and your family now, and be in control of your destiny. You can save and invest your money, but in the end, food will be your greatest asset. Remember what the Word of God says in Ezekiel 7.19. Call 908-691-2608 and see what the powder, seeds, and oil can do for you. Remember, food will be your greatest asset. Call 908-691-2608. This product does not contain THC. Call 908-691-2608 today. Bringing you the best in alternative talk radio for over 10 years. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. This is Philip Rogno. You're listening to Paracast, one of the most informative shows out there. So listen closely. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. A reminder, ladies and gentlemen, we welcome your support. And we welcome, by the way, your reviews, positive or negative, in iTunes. So if you subscribe to our podcast version of the PowerCast, and you do, of course, through iTunes, write a review. Plus or minus, we want to hear from you your honest opinion. We're talking with Lewis Jarvis, and we're trying to sort out some of the things here. And we brought up V for Vendetta, which, of course, was a movie some years back. So how does Lewis Jarvis gain vengeance and what do you mean by that well it's not vengeance yeah, it's... um but rather uh rectifying uh, a wrong that has to be rectified so it's righting um, the wrong so how do you right the wrongs mm, well first of all you have to put your life on the line you have to walk the walk and you can't just leave it as um speculation or uh research and um filling your your head with with factoids you have to take you have to take direct action so in terms of my direct action um i guess you could say things became pretty hot or uh things really took off in terms of my um uh becoming involved um myself in covert uh activities was um in 1987 uh just after my father died uh march of 1987 i went to attend uh, uh amy carter uh president carter and uh, Abby Hoffman's trial uh, in Massachusetts, where I was living at the time. And both Amy and Abby had been arrested for um, trespassing uh, against the CIA at the University of Massachusetts because they prevented some buses on the campus that were taking students to CIA interviews from uh, uh, going to their destination. They lay down in front of the buses, and um, several uh, students were arrested along with Amy and Abby. 
and were, you know, put on trial and um, six-person jury. And uh, the government, um, of course, objected mightily when uh, these defendants, uh, led by Amy and Abby, um, uh, won a what's called a necessities defense, i.e. their defense for doing what they did would be breaking a lower law in order to uphold a law, a, a higher law, in this case, moral law, i.e. the true crime and the true criminals involved were the CIA. So this became an international cause to lever because the president, uh, the president's daughter, the former president of the United States daughter, uh, with a renowned hippie yippie, um, was putting the CIA on trial. So I met Amy and uh, Abby, and then uh, the following months, I went down to uh, uh, CIA headquarters at Langley, Virginia, and um, was arrested with 500 other activists who were protesting uh, CIA criminality. Um, so that began my own direct action, which uh, actually, as violent as my rhetoric may be, I am a practicing Buddhist. Uh, it's Tibetan Buddhism, so on the one hand, we do believe in, in nonviolence, but on the other hand, we do believe in something called wrathful Buddha activity. So um, that's, a, that's a, a skillful means. Uh, Tibetan Buddhism may be probably is the only form of Buddhism which upholds this idea of wrathful Buddha activity, uh, of which to give a, a very direct uh, and memorable example in our own tradition. That is what Jesus was doing when he drove the money changers out of the temple. The only problem is the money changers came right back. And now, of course, they're in the driver's seat. Is, is this so the time period be, when you met David McMichael and the, uh, the uh, National Security alumni? Well, I met David as, as a direct result of this uh, uh, going to Langley and um, then being in Washington and going over to the Christic Institute. And uh, I, I had uh, mailed things to uh, David and uh, Father Davis, William Davis, and Danny Sheehan and Sarah Nelson, et cetera, et cetera. And um, Father Davis and uh, Sheehan and Sarah Nelson, the whole crew, basically turned over my um, my writing uh, to uh, to David with a note. Uh, I saw it on his desk uh, when when I, I first met David there in April of '87. Uh, is this guy crazy? <laughs> and, uh, well, you um, know what? Maybe it was about me. Maybe they were writing something about me. Is this guy crazy? Probably Gene. Yeah, that's got to be it, Gene. Well, this is the Paracast, and uh, one of the things that we want to cover, uh, you know, your your background and your bona fides, uh, I know personally because I've known you for so many years, are are, are quite impressive. You, you've been in contact uh, over the years with some of the, the leading movers and shakers in politics and, uh, and uh, you know, in the U.N. and in other uh, areas. And one of the things that's always fascinate, fascinated me about your work is how it dovetails with uh, ancient spiritual traditions and the subject of our show, the Paracast, uh, the paranormal side of religious miracles. And uh, one of the things I know that you've done quite a bit of research and uh, study on is uh, the Marian aberrations and, and a possible link with the uh, modern paranormal-type phenomenon being misinterpreted back in the day. Uh, by people who are witnesses of, of miraculous events. Do, do, do you want to uh, broach that subject? Uh, maybe talk about uh, Fatima, uh, for instance. Uh, we could maybe start sure. there. It's a good place. Sure. I'll read you a couple of sentences from uh, our hero, Ray 
Stanford's book, um, Fatima Prophecy, and I'm actually I meant that with no sarcasm intended. Ray is a very influential person in my life, and uh, it began, or where his influence in my life began, was first reading Fatima Prophecy in 1976. Um, and this is an excerpt, a uh, very short one, um, from Fatima Prophecy. She, meaning the Blessed Virgin, she warns of the danger of a vast and devastating world war in which, at worst, two-thirds of the children of men shall die. She warned that it may come quickly and unexpectedly through events that will build in Israel and in the lands thereabouts. In a nutshell, that's the genuine third secret of Fatima right there. And that is actually today's headlines coming at us every day, uh, including today Admiral Mullen saying, well, of course we have a plan to attack Iran. Now, he meant that uh, in a sense of contingency plans, and he hastened to add that, well, we don't, we don't want to go there, you know, that's, but, well, of course we have a plan to take them out. But if that plan to take them out gets actuated, if Israel throws our hat over the wall for us and forces us into a conflict, it's going to lead to the nuclear, biological, chemical war that the Blessed Virgin warned of at uh, Fatima. And people a long time before that, not the least of uh, those other people being Nostradamus. So it will take if the attack happens, and it looks like it's pretty damn imminent. If, if it happens, then it will take a miracle to shut it down. And, in fact, that miracle is also prophesied to happen. Um, uh, the direct line to another, in fact, I would say the most important 20th century uh, apparition or series of apparitions after Fatima being Garlandal, Spain. And the key text, although Ray will fight me from now until doomsday over this, <clears throat> the key text explaining all of this is Fatima prophecy. The, by the way, the original title of which um, in the hardback uh, published by AUM was Fatima Prophecy, Days of Darkness, Promise of Light. And Ray's uh, readings are simply uh, a theological treatise without any um, peer explaining exactly what Fatima and Garabandal and then a few other link in between Fatima 1917, beginning of Garabandal 1961. And not to, not to stop there, but our Fatima prophecy also goes on to explain the extraterrestrial um, real, not, not, not the CIA hoaxing, not misunderstood or misinterpreted uh, phenomenon, um, but the actual genuine ET component to uh, to all of these uh, Marian apparitions. And um, if the war uh, happens, um, what role um, ET uh, uh, contact, genuine ET contact plays in all of this? You know, there's a lot of stuff here that raises 60,000 other questions. And I'm going to want to approach some of this because we have a lot of people who listen to the show who are comfortable with spiritual issues and prophecy, others who want physical proof. And certainly the question of UFO reality is a very big issue, something that we explore constantly on the PowerCast. In fact, I think we focus more on UFOs than any other subject, although we've started to move farther afield. So I'm going to want to look at your expectations and your opinions with regard to prophecy and how real those prophecies might be because that's a very important issue, and we want to get into that coming up in the next segment of the show. 
We're talking with Lewis Jarvis, and he's a different sort of guest than we've had on the show with a very, very wide range of very unusual life experiences that we're trying to explore. Our co-host is Christopher O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you own an Apple iPhone and love to listen to your favorite programs on GCN, I've got good news for you. I'm proud to announce that GCN has a brand new iPhone app available for our dedicated listeners at GCNlive.com. Listen to your favorite hard-hitting GCN programs live or on demand right on your iPhone. And the best part? The GCN iPhone app can be yours absolutely free. Download the iPhone app today by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. As we return to our number two, I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Chris O'Brien is our co-host. We're talking to Lewis Jarvis. We're talking about the prophecies. And the big question here is those who are looking for physical evidence, Lewis. You know, we want the physical evidence. When it's UFOs, we want the simultaneous radar and physical sightings. We want the photographs. We want the trace evidence. When it comes to prophecies, we're dealing with something that may be more difficult to prove Or can we prove it? How do we prove these prophecies are real, especially when they talk about something that hasn't happened yet? Well, the key player, once again, is Ray Stanford. Uh, I want the evidence, too. In fact, uh, I would say the way to put it is we want the evidence back. It was stolen from Ray after Socorro because he made the uh, naive but trusting uh, mistake of taking the evidence to the uh, Goddard Space Center, where his uh, present wife, uh, I believe, is still employed, the uh, Robert uh, uh, Goddard um, Space Center there in uh, Greenbelt, Maryland. And there's a uh, space materials division, uh, metallurgy and all the other things, like developing the, uh, the um, what do you call it, the uh, ceramics for the uh, space shuttle. A lot of, of uh, cutting-edge research happens there. It's not just a communications center, although it's also the primary communications center for NASA. At any rate, Ray took the evidence there from Socorro. Where Why don't you describe the evidence for people who aren't familiar with the actual uh, Socorro case and the physical evidence that Ray was able to obtain well um, there's more than there's more than one category of physical evidence including charred remains of grease of grease bushes that have been set on fire by the um, the first uh, propulsion uh, method that the uh, craft used which was that uh, blue white ionic um, beam that uh, lifted it off the ground or settled it onto the ground when the craft landed then there was the anti-grav um, that it switched to after it was about 20 25 feet up in 
the air, um, moved horizontally across the ground for quite some time. Um, the first system um, ignited, uh, and there were burn marks. So you would say, I would think, that the scientists involved, Heineck and the others there at Socorro, um, made uh, very sure that they got residue, uh, uh, ash, uh, etc., um, of the uh, burned plants and maybe, oh, well, vitriolic uh, or uh, um, uh, fused glass in the ground. I remember Ray uh, um, writing and or talking about that there was, as like at uh, Alamogordo, the test of the A-bomb, um, you know, uh, uh, fused It was vitrified quartz. It was vitrified yes. quartz. He there's, still has more, a sample. Yes, there's, there was more than one kind of physical, hard physical evidence there. But you could say the most important uh, physical evidence um, the craft that landed there, the egg-shaped vehicle that landed there, and we're talking here about a genuine close encounter of the third time, uh, the third kind, and I'll pull this into Garabantal. Actually, we'll switch to Garabantal right now because what happened at Socorro at April uh, 1964 was fulfillment of what the Blessed Virgin said at Garabandal in November, uh, excuse me, December, just before uh, Christmas, December of 1962. And what she said there in an apparition to the primary visionary, Conchita Gonzalez, who lives very, very quietly here in the United States, along with the other uh, um, visionary who lives out uh, in California. What the Blessed Virgin told Conchita Gonzalez, the primary visionary, in this Garbandal, Christmas of 62, Conchita had asked Our Lady, and this was... Um, uh, a natural question, even though she was supposedly an ignorant peasant girl, only 16, not even yet 16 years old, you know, how could the peasant girl ask this sophisticated question? But nevertheless, she did. And it was because, of course, that was the year that we sent John Glenn into orbit, and uh, and uh, um, Soviets had already had Yuri Andropov up there. So there was a lot of talk about manned space flight. So Conchita um, popped the question, pop, totally inspired question popped into her head. Are there people out there? Are there other are there other civilizations in outer space? And the Blessed Virgin said, Yes. Now the Blessed Virgin didn't expand though you know, into saying and they're visiting the uh, planet Earth as well. She said something along the lines of they know the saving mission of the Christ. Not Jesus, but the saving mission of the Christ. However, they're sinners like we are and um, they have their faults, but nevertheless, there are civilizations out there, and they do know the saving mission of the Christ. Sixteen months later, one of those civilizations landed here to prove at Socorro that the Blessed Virgin had said something very significant at Garabandal. And of course, when the Vatican, when the, Vatican, when the word flashed, from the remote Cantabrian mountains uh, where Garbandal is located. It's in the Basque region, right next to the Basque region, not too far from Bilbao. This is a very mystical region, by the way, a very mystical region going back hundreds of thousands of years. Um, when the word flashed to the Vatican from Garbandal, from Cantabria, do you know what the Blessed Virgin just told the Conchita Gonzalez, the primary visionary, she's confirmed the existence of extraterrestrials? Well, you can ask Michael Heiss, do you know that name? Oh, yeah. The author of a book or two or three on Fatima, The Third Secret of Fatima. Beware Mr. Heisman. He's a top gun. Well, ask Paola Harris about Michael Heisman. <laughs> 
And Pale was an insider, too, because her mentor was, uh, of course, Monsignor Balducci. You must know all these names. Oh, yeah. Ask Paul Davids about <laughs> these names. I'll tell you what, we did guy. have Paula Harris on the show, and we had a few quibbles with some of the things she was saying. <laughs> I just want to make that clear so we know where we're going. But I'm still kind of unclear in your descriptions yeah. here how prophecies or discussions about E.T.'s presence in Fatima relate to Sicaro. Why specifically well, okay. Sicaro? Not, not Fatima uh, relating to Sicaro, but Fatima Garabandal. relating to Garabandal, and then Garabandal relating to Sicaro. Because, as I say, if you just simply do the math, uh, the amount of time between Our Lady's confirmation of extraterrestrial uh, civilization at Garabandal was then confirmed, not only are there ET civilizations, but in fact they're visiting the Earth. And I believe that that whichever ET civilization that landed at Socorro, which, by the way, identified itself with the uh, insignia on the side of the craft that Lonnie Zamora was told to shut up about. Right. Yeah, well, actually, he, he was, he, was uh, he presented one. a false one to, to the press. Right. That's right. And Ray is totally right about that. Okay, I know that, I understand that. I'm still kind of dim here about not that it predicts the possibility of being visited by E.T., but why this specific case rather than so many others? Oh, well, I'm not saying that there haven't been uh, genuine landings before or after Socorro, but but the physical evidence, okay, let's let's go to the landing at Socorro, the the physical evidence that we, the American people, we, the people of the world, we want it backed. Because we know you bad guys out there certainly didn't destroy the scrapings on the side of the rock that Ray scarfed up. Right, the metal scrapings from the landing uh, assembly, the legs uh, as they ablated metal from the actual landing gear onto the rock. That's That's the most important physical evidence probably that that Ray was able to obtain. That was the uh, metal sample that was... uh, absconded uh, with, uh, by Goddard and uh, you know, Richard Hall and, and Ray Stanford for 40 years. We went back and forth about that. Still mm-hmm. a bone of contention in Ray's mind. But again, well, Ray's the, the absolutely question. telling the truth uh, that they stole it from him. And the reason they stole it from him was, that as the particular uh, Goddard engineer who called him up with a preliminary analysis said, oh, Ray, you got any more on that? Uh, you know, because this is a really interesting alloy here. In fact, uh, our preliminary analysis says it doesn't come from, from the Earth. And when Ray repeated that in a dinner to a Navy captain uh, in downtown, in the D.C. area that they went out to dinner uh, with, the Navy captain exploded all over him and said, you know, Mr. Stanford, who the hell do you think you are? If this story is true, that guy out at Goddard had no business calling you with preliminary analysis, and I want to predict to you, you'll never hear from him again. And you know what? That's exactly what happened. And we'll get into more of what happened soon. We have Louis Jarvis joining us this week. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast, and the co-host is Chris O'Brien. You are about to enter another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. A journey into a sinister land of secret rites, passwords, initiations, and handshakes, where the truth remains hidden and history is controlled by an elite group of mysterious men. 
Imagine, if you will, that I'm holding a book in my hands that explains this secret history and that the name of this book is Conspiracies in Secret Societies, The Complete Dossier. Here is described centuries of dark dealing, lies, murder, mayhem, and cover-ups in the pursuit of unimaginable money and power. My name is Brad Steiger, and the stories you are about to read may have actually happened at the signpost up ahead. Your next stop, Conspiracies and Secret Societies, The Complete Dossier. Gold, it's like nothing else on Earth. From the Romans through the Renaissance, from the Industrial Age to the Space Age, gold has weathered the test of time. For 6,000 years, gold has remained the ultimate store of wealth. According to the World Gold Council and the U.S. Mint, demand is at an all-time high. The stage is being set for the reemergence of gold as the common-sense alternative to a fiat paper currency that gets weaker every day. Midas Resources is proud to offer the hard-hitting report that arms you with the truth you need to protect you and your family from the Fed's plans for your hard-earned money. Don't gamble with your future. Call Midas Resources today and ask for your free copy of As Good As Gold. Call 1-800-686-2237 for the report the Fed hopes you'll never see. As Good As Gold can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. If you have ever thought about owning gold, you must read this report. Call Midas today at 800-686-2237. Where have all the military surplus stores gone? Don't worry, you don't need one. Because everything you need at Military Surplus is at MainMilitary.com. That's M-A-I-N-E Military.com. One of the last surviving true military surplus stores in the country. Go online now to MainMilitary.com and discover a source for hard-to-find surplus items at true surplus prices. Surplus gun cleaning kits as low as $2.99. Complete chemical suits as low as $11.99. See our huge selection of gas masks, filters, and accessories. Finish M10 gas masks are three for $30. And Swiss filters are three for $12. Searching for Strike Anywhere matches? MainMilitary.com has them. Plus a whole new product line of survival and first aid kits and lots more. Get free shipping on orders over $50 only at MainMilitary.com. That's M-A-I-N-E Military.com. Or call 877-608-0179. 877-608-0179. MainMilitary.com. The main name in military supply. When you hear the words water purification, what comes to mind? If it's Berkey Water Purification Systems, this message is for you. Did you know that over 60% of municipal water contains fluoride? Add less than two cents per gallon. Berkey Water Filters purify treated and untreated water, remove dangerous chlorine, fluoride, and contaminants from municipal water. These filters are powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water, making them perfect for rainwater collection systems. From the smallest to the largest systems, BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com has what you need. With your system purchase, you'll receive a shower filter, a fluoride filter, or two sport Berkey bottles absolutely free. BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com would like to offer GCN listeners 5% off all ceramic filter systems and ship all orders over $50 free of charge. Visit BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. Or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY today. Tired of searching for great talk radio? Search no more. It's good stuff. We are the GCN Radio Network. Genesis. Genesis. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to 
news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Get in on all the action at forum.theparacast.com. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. The guest is Louis Jarvis. And we're talking about this metallic evidence, possible evidence from Sicaro that we never heard from again. So basically, we're referring to the prophecies and the encounter at Fatima and using Sicaro as just one example of the sort of potential ET visitation. Is that correct? Yeah. In the case of Sicaro, we believe me, the, the evidence, the analysis and the actual sample sitting somewhere in inert gas in a, uh, in a safety vault somewhere that you I will never see. Remember the um, second Terminator movement, uh, movement Judgment Day? Remember the sample of the Terminator that they had cut? They had a finger, right? And they had kept it, and they were doing, they were backwards and forward engineering from the sample of the, of the Terminator. And uh, the, I forget, you, re, you remember the, the, the black engineer that um, was in charge of the engineering project to learn what they could from the, okay, so in, in terms of the sample from Socorro, that's exactly what they're hoping. And in fact, what do we know what they've gotten from that? So Talking maybe there's a Warehouse 13 somewhere, just right. like in the sci-fi TV show, and they keep all this junk, and they basically use it like a museum. They don't really research it. They just hide it. Is that it? Well, it's not that. No, no, they are engineering it or doing their best to engineer it. We don't know what derivative uh, uh, benefits that they've come out of. Uh, well, that's exactly why the naval captain was right. You'll never hear uh, 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 from this guy again. You have no right to. You're nobody. Mr. Yeah, Sam. the materials division of Goddard, I'm sure, has spent quite a bit of time and dollars on uh, attempting to ascertain if it is uh, truly a high, strange, uh, you know, off-planet alloy, um, as was described, uh, you know, not confirmed in any sort of report, but the aside. If it is uh, an off-planet alloy, obviously the materials division of Goddard is going to have a field day with something uh, of that sort, and it will uh, be utilized and not kept on a shelf somewhere. Exactly. So if we have electromagnetically propelled uh, um, UFOs, as John Jokes defines them, unidentified fascist observatories flying around with psychotronic... With, with psychotronic weapons on them, God help us, you know. Uh, as uh, Colonel Alexander can testify, we have electromagnetic um, neurological uh, capabilities that are beyond our uh, ordinary uh, nightmares. And we have the weapons platform to fly them around. Okay, so we have vehicles that can make 90-degree right turns at tens of thousands of miles an hour. Okay, how is it that we have materials that can stand up to that? Well, from... Socorro. The other issue I wanted to bring up here that is implicit in that is that we evidently, based on what you're saying, have recovered alien technology and that somewhere they're examining it. And that takes us back to such cases as Roswell and other alleged UFO crashes where we might have picked up all these materials. Is that your feeling? Well, like Nick uh, Redfern, I don't uh, believe in Roswell. Other than being um, a Orson Welles type War of the Worlds meme uh, propaganda affair. Um, oh, do tell. 
<laughs> Vallée talks about the Martian conspiracy. Well, he's right. And the Martian conspiracy begins with Orson Welles' radio play, funded by the Rockefellers, by the way. How do we know it was funded by the Rockefellers? Oh, that's you go to Google and, and you can trace that down in many from many different sources. Believe me, the Rockefellers funded it. Um, but you can you can track that down. Uh, okay, so this was a deliberate test then to see how we react to the news that ET was here. Yes. Okay. Yes. So well, no. Okay, so the Martian conspirators, the over the horizon strategic strategic planners, uh, at the end of the war needed to needed to figure out. Okay, if peace breaks out, for God's sakes, how do we prevent it? How do we keep? Okay, it really segues into the Iron Mountain report of 1963. You have a meme planted at um, Roswell, a staged incident involving a very real UFO. It's just that it's not extraterrestrial. It's actually, it's Nazi. It's a Nazi prototype vehicle worked out by von Braun and the so-called rocket team, which is a rocket team, all right, but it's also a UFO team because, indeed, the Nazi team had um, started work on circular vehicles before the end of the war. And thank God the war ended as fast as it did because otherwise the Nazis, well, I, I was going to say the Nazis would have won. They did win. The German people lost, but not the Nazis, not the SS. The Fourth Reich was born even before the Third Reich was over, and that's an easy enough concept to wrap your head around because look at who the creators of the Third Reich were, Prescott Bush. And that group of people in 1932 from Wall Street, not just from Wall Street, you know, we're talking about British bankers. We're talking about a financial elite that grub state Hitler and the Nazi movement and enabled them to win the 32 election, thus making Hitler chancellor in 33. So when you've got that much invested uh, in, in creating the Third Reich, well, of course, you're going to save as much as the Third Reich as you can. And who's in charge of, of that project? Um, well, Actually, um, the real MJ-12, and the real MJ-12 is not MJ-12, but the real MJ-12 is something called the Joint Intelligence Objectives Agency. Okay, so let me just interrupt here to ask. You assume then that the MJ-12 documents, so-called, they were fake? Totally fake. Okay. Masterpieces, and actually not masterpieces of documentation, pseudo-documentation. Who was responsible for them? The real guy that supposedly headed up MJ-12, who did head up Joint Intelligence Objective Agency, and that's Prescott Bush's brother, Vannevar. Who's Vannevar? Vannevar was Franklin Roosevelt's um, science advisor. Vannevar Bush, you could say, is personally responsible for the atomic bomb. Because Vannevar Bush was was Leslie Groves' boss. And then after the war, Vannevar Bush and others that had put Hitler in power by financing the Hitler movement there, they brought about the creation of the Fourth Reich. And they recruited as much of the, of the Third Reich as they could, moved them. In fact, many of them didn't even have to move. They didn't even have to leave Europe. But a great deal of them did, went to, uh, to Latin America, and not just Latin America, they have put all over the planet. Not the least of them being the uh, father of uh, genetic engineering, Mengele. And Mengele was recruited for MKUltra purposes, although the cryptom in the, the name MKUltra didn't exist yet. Mengele was absolutely a part of MKUltra. Well, and Reinhard Galen and, and Werner von Braun and yes, the paperclip guys. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about the the the, the Piamunda uh, team, but a lot more than the Piamunda team. The rocket team, oh, I don't know how many dozens or maybe a few hundred scientists involved with the rocket team. But Paperclip and Overcast, there were a few other programs under, you know, following the same uh, uh, recruitment tactics. They were recruiting uh, the cream of Nazi scientists, and not just hard scientists. We're talking about psychiatrists, sociologists, after all the SS that invented polling, opinion polling. Um, you, you had all of these sociologists, psychiatrists, occult experts. The most secretive and important, actually, well-funded um, division of the SS was the Ananerba. You know, we'll have to get into that in a moment. We have Louis Jarvis, co-host Christopher O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You are most definitely in the Paracast. <laughs> As you know, the PowerCast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks. With more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers, for listeners of the PowerCast, Audible.com is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. One book to consider, for example, is Above Top Secret, the worldwide UFO cover-up by Timothy Good. Timothy Good, as you know, has been a guest on the Paracast. Yet another book worth considering from Audible.com is Lies and Deception, UFOs and the Secret Agenda, from Timothy Good once again, and also from our old friend Nick Pope. As you know, Nick Pope has also been on the Paracast. This is another book that you're definitely going to want to check out. For this book or another free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash Paracast. That's audiblepodcast.com slash Paracast. Thousands of Americans are facing evacuation. If you or any of your loved ones might need to evacuate, you must do it yourselves. Please don't procrastinate until they do it for you. Remember the terrible conditions of those that didn't get out for Katrina. Go right now to eFoodsDirect.com slash Alex or call 800-409-5633 for information on the new Evacuation Pack. It contains two weeks of delicious, easy-to-fix food along with the equipment to prepare it. It's packed in a rugged, heavy-duty tote for transport. Evacuations are looming with the storms and the Gulf oil catastrophe. No matter where you live, wildfires, earthquakes, floods, and storms must be escaped. Don't be like a deer frozen in the headlights of oncoming disaster. At least prepare yourself with this two-week evacuation pack from eFoodsDirect.com. Call 800-409-5633. On the web, eFoodsDirect.com slash Alex. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Don't forget... CrossbreedHolsters.com Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future 
Mutual and call 1-800-686-2237. If you owe money to the IRS, you can't make the problem go away by yourself. But with the help of Dan Pilla, you can get your problem solved once and for all. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. For 30 years, I've helped thousands of people solve their tax debt problem, and I can help you solve yours, too. We take a very simple but proven three-step approach to solving your problem. First, we stabilize IRS collection action so you don't have to worry about the IRS seizing your bank account or paycheck. Next, we build a comprehensive plan to get your tax debt reduced to the fullest extent possible, sometimes even completely eliminated. And finally, we work with you every step of the way to get your problem solved once and for all. Call us for a free consultation. Call 1-800-346-6829. We'll work together to get your problem solved guaranteed. Dan Pilla has been protecting taxpayers from the IRS for three decades, and he can help you too. Call us today at 800-346-6829. That's 800-34-NO-TAX. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. You guys are awesome. I love the station. I really do. GCN. You're in the Paracast. You never know what's going to happen next. You're in the Paracast. Our co-host is Christopher O'Brien. The guest this week, Louis Jarvis, raising all sorts of unusual possibilities. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Before we broke for our last break, you were telling us about all the things that were going on in this Fourth Reich. So the Fourth Reich is something that's basically active now. Is that what you're saying? It's the New World Order. Okay, so how do yeah, we prove sure. this? And how do we get a handle on this? Because, I mean, there are so many conspiracy theories out there. We've covered a few on the PowerCast. So how do we get a handle? How do we nail this down and prove it? Because I know the people who visit our forums are going to say, oh, we're in Wulu land here. Wulu land. We've taken off into the stratosphere. This is ridiculous. This is the kind of nonsense to hear on the Coast to Coast AM radio show. How do we prove it? How do we nail it down? Ah, well, first of all, Coast to Coast Radio is a CIA dif- disinformation program. We'll start with that. <laughs> sure, let's do that. Go ahead. How do we and, know it's a, we'll, How do we know we'll that? Throw, we'll throw Whitney Stryber in there, too. You know, there are an awful lot of CIA disinformation people out there. There have to be. Of course, I'll, I'll have that accusation flung at me. It wouldn't be new. So let's get to the case. How do you prove a conspiracy or this particular conspiracy? First and foremost, you have to realize what conspire means. It's very simple. It's a Latin word for breathing together. Thinking about it. Think about that. Respire, it means respiration, right? Conspire means to breathe together. You and I are breathing together right now. Everybody is in a conspiracy all the time because it simply means breathing together. Do you, do you deny, not you personally, but the, can you really deny that con- conspiracy is simple, you know, day-to-day reality? We all breathe together all the time. So basically, now, anytime we interact with somebody else, that is a conspiracy. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And so there are benevolent conspiracies and there are not so benevolent conspiracies. There are breathing togethers on this project, on that project, on every kind of project. So the next question is, do you believe that there are rich people? And the follow-up is, do you believe that they breathe and act together? Because if you don't, you're not even a babe in the woods. If you don't believe that there's a a plutocratic elite that runs this show, then you're not even a babe in the woods. You're not even putty in their hands. You're just water dripping through their fingers. What You're Tom working. Hartman on his radio show calls the corporatist. 
Well, and are, do they not exist? Why don't we ask uh, Bernanke and the Federal Reserve? You don't believe that the Federal Reserve Act in 1913 was a breathing together by J.P. Morgan and the others? You don't believe that? Then you're not even a babe in the woods. So let's just go back to the Federal Reserve. And in fact, we have to go back to the Federal Reserve and to the plutocrats. J.P. Morgan, by the way, being the guy that stifled uh, Tesla, as you know. Okay. I mean, why did they stifle Tesla? Why did they, why did they hound him? Why did they persecute him? Because you why can't make money off free energy. Well, there you go. There you go. So is that not a conspiracy? Oh, sure it is. Absolutely. The, the rich people, same people behind the, uh, the Federal Reserve, went after Tesla because this planet would have been completely different if they had not. Conspiracy is everyday fact. Everybody breathes together. The thing is, do you believe in evil? Because now you're talking about intent behind breathing together. Do, pe uh, do you believe in agenda evil? Agenda people? Huh? Agenda breathing. Yeah, agenda breathing, exactly. Do you believe in agenda breathing? Do you believe in people acting together because they, they are acting in their own best interest to further um, their clique? To further well, well let's, their... let's apply this. Let's apply this. What I'm hearing is you, you feel there's a very strong likelihood that uh, much of what people uh, are being programmed with in terms of, let's say, the UFO phenomenon is actually sleight of hand. It's actually very terrestrial. It's actually very uh, well thought out. It's a long-term conditioning uh, process, and mm -hmm. uh, that dovetails into all sorts of uh, potential societal manipulation, uh, societal control, and, and, and other things. You want to discuss that a little bit? Well, I would say everyone in your listening audience should start with Jacques Vallée's masterpiece, Messengers of Deception. There are certain things that you have to put on your belt rather than listen to a crazy man like me go on. And once you put those things, you know, in your databanks, then, then there are other things that you can also, you're ready for. It's a step-by-step -step thing, and you have to start out with basic research, basic awareness. And uh, hopefully it won't be just book learning before the whole process is, has unwound. In fact, uh, I'll make a prediction right here and now. The, the people that are running this scam are about to be exposed, the UFO scam, because I'm not saying that there's not extraterrestrial contact. No, no, real, genuine extraterrestrial contact was proven at Skoro. What we have here... And Chris, you and I have discussed this in the time in the past. What we have here, you have at least four different um, possibilities whenever you mention the word UFO, a uh, UFO encounter or UFO phenomenon. You have at least four different things to to look at. Number one, is this the real thing? Now that's the least likely of possibilities. Is it the real thing? But yes, there's the real thing. So that's one possibility right there. Number two. Is this government covert operation of some kind? Disinformation, psyops, mind control, that's, that's another uh, possibility. Number three, is this self-suggestion? Is this some kind of hysteria? Is this some kind of self-induced uh, 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 hypnotic state? Number four, is this what I call UDA, Unidentified Diabolical Apparition, i.e. spirit phenomenon that the Native Americans can teach us so much about, that the Tibetans can teach us about, that the yogic uh, indigenous traditions of the world can teach us about, spiritual uh, manifestation, spiritual intervention. So you've got those four different things to contend with, all of them true. 
uh, at different times and different circumstances. And all of them, including the genuine extraterrestrial, but that being the least likely explanation for any. Well, well you mentioned that, that the, the people behind this sanctioned uh, hoaxing or conspiratorial uh, involvement in this particular phenomenal uh, classification, you, you're saying they're going to be uh, exposed. Uh, why don't you elaborate on that a little bit more? Why do you say that? Well, because of, of the prophecy of Karabandal. Because the Garabandal apparitions, in, in this sense, are not over. Although, you could say, formally speaking, they ended it with the last apparition of the Blessed Virgin. And here, let me let me uh, use the proper uh, designation for what she wishes to be called. Now, Blessed Virgin is fine. Um, Our Lady is fine. Um, Mary, the Mother of God. But the title that she really wants to go, go by is Our Lady of All Nations, who once was Mary. Now, that's a designation that so freaks out Joseph Cardinal Ratzinger, now Pope Benedict, that he actually obliterated, he suppressed the fact that the Blessed Virgin or Our Lady of All Nations, who once was Mary, wishes to go by that title. So what did Our Lady of All Nations say at Garabandal? She predicted at Garabandal a three-part miracle that we will see very soon, uh, the the fulfillment of this three-part miracle. Which first, the first event um, in Spanish, uh, aviso. Aviso means, on the one hand, uh, warning, literally means warning. It also means wake up call, uh, the kind that you would receive in a hotel room. Um, the, the event can be, uh, the aviso can be described, quite literally described, as a universal near death experience to all 6.8 billion of us simultaneously, and that includes children. That's the first event, a universal near-death experience that everyone on the planet and, will and, and describe how that uh, event uh, is, is thought to, uh, how, how it's thought to possibly unfold in terms of what, uh, what will each of uh, these 6.8 billion people be shown? Well, imagine yourself um, having like a, a, a drowning person is said to have, and this is very true, um, near-death experience research has established that you have a life review, that you have a life review. And it, go, and it goes uh, holographically very fast um, before your eyes. And, and it's not non-sequent, uh, it's not linear, it's, it's a holographic 360 degree. You see everything, like, uh, like looking into um, Indra's net where every node in the net is reflected in every other node. So in terms of the universal near-death experience, we all have it. Um, okay, before we have the universal near-death experience explored yeah. in further detail, Louis Jarvis joins us. Chris O'Brien is the co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the PowerCast. Ray Perkins a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack! Attack! Of the Rockwell. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans a galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack, Attack of the Rockoids is available now 
Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack Attack. of the Rockoids, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. Question, what would you rather drink? Acidic water, which burns holes in your body and causes loss of bone mass? Or alkaline water, which promotes high energy and vibrant health? <laughs> the answer is clear. And if you're drinking acidic water, you're helping cancer cells and bacteria to grow out of control. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops combine a unique formula of the most alkaline minerals. Using Plasma pH Drops is the best way to alkalize your water and help you get rid of acid and regain your health and energy. Simply put 10 drops in the water you drink to raise the pH to a healthy alkaline level. Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. Disease organisms like bacteria, viruses, or cancer cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops now by going directly to AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or by calling 269-409-1776. Again, 269-409-1776. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at crossbreedholsters.com. Don't forget... CrossbreedHolsters.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. All types of batteries for all types of gadgets. We'll say it again. All types of batteries for For all types types of of gadgets. gadgets. Electronics, toys, flashlights, computers, accessories, and more are at BatteryStation.com. Whatever type battery you need, alkaline, lithium, gel cell, NICAT, metal hydride, sealed lead acid, and more are at BatteryStation.com. Our homepage gives you quick access to ham, marine, police, fire, and aviation batteries. Plus, choose from our great selection of LED flashlights with no bulb to ever burn out and much longer battery life. Find many top brands, including Streamlight, Pelican, Surefire, Novatac, Gerber, and more at BatteryStation.com. You'll also find the most popular brands of ammunition and watertight cases for storing guns, food, electronics, survival gear, and more at BatteryStation.com. Call 417-257-7799. That's 417-257-7799. You will be surprised when you visit BatteryStation.com. Tired of searching for great talk radio? Search no more. I'm told that it has everything. We are the GCN Radio Network. This is the Paracast. You never know what's going to happen next. We have Lewis Jarvis joining us this week on the Paracast. Our co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. And when we broke, you were talking about the universal near-death experience, meaning that we all have it. Is that what you're saying? The warning, yeah. Yeah, the warning. And this is a wonderful event, but it's also a very severe event. 
And the reason that it's wonderful is two reasons. One, it will stop all fighting everywhere on the planet, be it Iraq, be it Afghanistan, be it the impending attack on Iran, which I think is actually what's going to trigger the near-death experience. It will put an end to all fighting on the planet because in the near-death experience, you have your personal life review. And it's going to be happening to everyone in the world simultaneously. But you won't be aware of the outside world. You won't see somebody going through their personal life review because you'll be going through your own. We'll all be going through our own. So in a sense, very real sense, we back out to the external and enter into our own heart. And we see ourselves in the light of God, which is a common uh, occurrence in near-death experience of, of seeing the light. In, in Tibetan Buddhist terms, it would be called the light of the Dharmakaya, the light of God in Christian mysticism, or for that matter, um, Jewish uh, uh, Kabbalistic mysticism, um, the infinite light. Einsof are the first uh, uh, Sephiroth and the tree of life in the Kabbalah. This is common uh, uh, knowledge in Sufi training or Sufi uh, experience, seeing oneself in the light of God. Now, let me in ask you a fast light, question here, Lewis. Mm-hmm, sure. Is this kind of an end time sort? of philosophy or prophecy? Well, in times, in terms of, yes, it is in times, but not in terms of what the ordinary Jew or, or Christian or Muslim understands as end times, because for them, they think this is the end of, of the world. This is the end of the fourth world of the Hopi. They remember three previous worlds, the immediate prior world being that of Noah, the world destroyed by a flood. But the Hopi remember two worlds before that, and the hope we know that this isn't the end of the world, this is the end of the fourth world. And it will be the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. So they conceive of the entire process as a spiral of energy beginning, um, you know, for three worlds before, well, yes, three worlds prior to this one, the fourth world. It's the end of the fourth world. Well, let me ask you also, is this like the Mayan prophecy, the alleged events in 2012, or is it yes, just that? Yes, it's twelve out the window. Okay, let's throw it out the window. Why do we throw it out the window? Why do we take 2012 and say that's just an anomaly or something, the end of a calendar, and that's it? No, no, no. What what 2012 is, what 2012 is, is the end of a 5250-year cycle, 5,250-year cycle called a Baktun, B-A-K-T-U-N. That it's nothing more than the end of a Baktun, and then a new Baktun begins. And there are much older, much longer, I should say, much longer cycles than mere Baktuns. A Baktun of 5,250 years is, is, you know, just uh, a lower uh, length. Um, so what happens in 2012? Now, the, the interesting thing, and it is very interesting, it's a very legitimate question, is why did this Baktun begin, according to the Gregorian calendar, our calendar, in August 11, 3113 or 3114 BC. Why did the Mayans, how could the Mayans begin a calendar count when they didn't even exist then, according to us? And by the way, is it really the Mayan calendar? Well, now we're down to the nitty gritty. It is not the Mayan calendar. It's not the calendar, the predecessor culture of the Mayans, the Olmec calendar. It's not the Toltec calendar. It's not the Aztec calendar. It is the calendar of the Buddha of this hemisphere, Quetzalcoatl, 
This is a divinely revealed calendar. This is not a human creation at all. And it's totally misleading to call it the Mayan calendar, therefore, because that has you thinking in terms of particular indigenous group. This is a divinely revealed calendar from a deity, the Buddha of this hemisphere, the, the plumed serpent, the feathered serpent, whose other name, by the way, translation, Ketakolotl, is the precious twin. Okay. Well, well, what I'm hearing, Lewis, is it, it sounds like if you, you you never finished with Garabandal. We just got through the warning, uh, by the way. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like all these uh, these prophetic traditions seem to be coming to a head pretty much simultaneously. It, it appears, at least to me in my research, that we have all these divergent views of the end of what you were calling the fourth world or what the Hopi call the fourth world, and it all seems to be dovetailing together. Uh, is that, is well, that how right. you see it? That's exactly right, and don't be locked into a particular day, winter solstice 2012. Everything about the end of the Bach tune in terms of prophecy is true, but don't be locked into winter uh, solstice 2012. We may see a whole lot more that others would think will be limited to winter solstice 2012 happening well before then, and we'll be seeing things happening after winter solstice 2012. So the world's not going to end, and we're all not going to die. No, absolutely not. The question is, the question is, how gentle are we going to be on ourselves, i.e., how many are going to perish that otherwise do not have to perish? Absolutely. There's nothing inevitable about this. There's nothing inevitable about this. Uh, anyone that uh, argues implicitly, explicitly that this is locked in and we may as well just bend over and kiss our ass goodbye, that person is a tool of the demonic. That's black magic to convince someone of that, that it's too late. And it doesn't require you saying to be a believer in a specific religion or even no, a non-believer no. or someone who's agnostic. Does it matter? Well, I mean, the agnostic can simply look at the scientific evidence. For instance, the upper atmosphere is collapsing right now. Why is that happening? Um, you know about the aurora that's going to happen tonight. You're going to be yes. hearing this show on the 22nd of August, so I don't know about the aurora that's going to be happening on it's August because 3rd. Of the right. it's, about, it's because of a major solar storm that uh, the Earth is undergoing right now. Right. So I, I forgot about the time sequence, but yeah, I'm talking as of August the 3rd. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves uh, in, in more than one sense of the word. Uh, and let's finish with Garabandal, because I think this is important to uh, delineate out the second and third uh, sure, because aspects Garabandal, of this. Garabandal is what uh, uh, proves that it's not all locked in. The whole point of Garabandal is to give us a breather. Garabandal is going to bring about world peace. It's certain. It's going to be given to us on a silver platter by the gods, by the devas, devis in Sanskrit, if you wish, the angels and the saints, the Buddhas. Um, the, good, the, the good gods are going to give us this miracle in order for us to have a breather and step back away from the edge of the abyss and say, no, we don't have to go there. It's going to bring about planetary peace. The first part of the miracle is to show us individually where we stand. Every good, bad thing, every, every, every good, uh, uh, no, excuse me, every bad, every negative, if you will, thought, word, or deed will be brought back to our memory. Every good thing that we could have done and failed to do is going to be shown to us. All the pain and injury and harm that we've caused is going to be shown to us in order that we correct 
you know, our, our, our bad tendencies. And collectively, we've got an and individually, we've got an awful lot. That's not a negative thing to be shown that. Near, Unless near you're somebody really nefarious, that's going to kill some people. Who then nailed. And that is the other positive thing to this thing. It's not near-death experience for some. Oh, no, they're not coming back, and therefore it's not a near-death experience. It will kill, it will put down through heart failure, through shock, through simple fear, terror, it will terrorize people to death. Those that, you know, get shown in the, in the magic mirror. Mirror, mirror, who's the fair, uh, on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? And the mirror responds, well, not you, and here's why. And you die of fright having seen in the mirror um, that you're the devil. The devil's inside, um, and it's our ego, and it's uh, all the, those things that the ego, our, our, our self-centeredness, all the damage that that leads to. So we get this individual, okay, now let's get to the uh, scientific external phenomenon that's going to happen while each of us are having this individual uh, life review. During the few moments, nanoseconds, minutes, of this, it will seem like an eternity because we're having this, you know, we're not in this 3D time and space anymore. We're in a supernatural, you know, we're in the 11th dimension of string theory, or all of all 11 simultaneously. Okay. While we're in this personal uh, internal review, externally we will find out after the life review is over that during those moments, nanoseconds, minutes, whatever, Okay, uh, during the uh, life review, uh, that computers, um, engines, and machines in the world will have failed. All technology everywhere in the world will have failed. The day that the Earth stood still will have occurred. Now, was the day the Earth stood still just based on this old science fiction story, or do you think that was meant to be prophetic in some way? You know what? When the Hopi, way back in the early 50s, found out about that movie... They let it be known through different contacts. They said to, to people, um, that movie has somehow c- caught wind of a prophecy of ours. It's, I'll tell you what will catch more wind of more prophecies in the third and final hour of this episode. Our guest is Lewis Jarvis. We're talking about everything from comparative prophecy to conspiracy theories. The co-host, Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you own an Apple iPhone and love to listen to your favorite programs on GCN, I've got good news for you. I'm proud to announce that GCN has a brand new iPhone app available for our dedicated listeners at GCNlive.com. Listen to your favorite hard-hitting GCN programs live or on demand right on your iPhone. And the best part? The GCN iPhone app can be yours absolutely free. Download the iPhone app today by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, and carding to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. 
And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We are back for the final hour. A reminder, we'd like your help to get the right ratings on iTunes. We're not asking you to say it's good when you think it's bad. But if you have a feeling to voice about the Paracast on iTunes, it helps other people who want to download the show, the podcast version, to learn what we're all about. So we welcome and invite your reviews. And also to visit our forums at forum.theparacast.com. Our guests this week focusing on prophecy, conspiracy theories, and lots more stuff is Lewis Jarvis, the co-host. Chris O'Brien, I'm Gene Steinberg. You are in the Paracast. Chris, let's continue on this. Well, this is a really, uh, personally, it's very, very fascinating uh, uh, ground to cover for me, and I'm, I'm hoping uh, that many of our listeners uh, will feel the same way, although I have a feeling <laughs> this is going to... You've lost uh, some create, of your listeners already. <laughs> yeah, this is going to create some pretty interesting uh, threads, I think, at the Paracast Forum. But So, Lewis, uh, let me recap quickly. We have the, the, the warning, uh, which is the simultaneous uh, near-death experience. We have the uh, simultaneously uh, the failing of, of technology, of electrical devices, that sort of thing. Hopefully planes aren't going to fall out of the sky, airliners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the third? Uh, oh, well, mind you, that's just, you, what you've just described is the double aspect, the subjective, if you will, the personal and the objective concerning the first event. The okay. illumination, the illumination, which is the, the term, the, the, the visionaries have never liked the term. Avisa literally means warning, a wake-up call. You can even translate it as ultimatum. But they've never liked that terminology because it looks pejorative. It looks like God is, 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 is an, we're sinners in the hands, hands of an angry God. So they prefer that it be called illumination with a capital I. So that should turn on some, uh, some Illuminati uh, fans right there. Okay, they prefer that it be called seeing illumination, seeing yourself in the light of God. There's a subjective, i.e. the personal life review, and then we'll discover the objective, all technology having been uh, having failed. That's just the first part of the miracle. The, the whole, uh, the double aspect is to prepare us to get ready for the focus of the three-part miracle, which is the miracle of healing in Gadabandal itself. The promise of the miracle of healing is, A, it can be televised, which means everyone in the world is going to be able to see it, because you'll have the BBC and all American networks over there trying to televise it. But beyond the, 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 the fact that you'll be able to watch it over television is that um, for the witnesses there on the spot, and who knows, maybe throughout the world, people uh, who are in hospital beds too sick to get the Garamandal. It may happen all over the world through the television. But the promise of the miracle of healing is no matter what one is suffering from, be it spiritual, psychological, physical, or all three, you'll be cured. That's a flat promise. And the people who are most uh, invited to come to Garabandal are the cynics, sneers, and jeers, you know, to... There's a few of them out there, uh, Lewis, believe me. Yeah, there's a few of them. Okay, so here's the third part, so that people can continue to sneer and jeer. The miracle's never going to stop. There's going to be a miraculous sign left in the air that will never go away. Hmm. And, and, and making God bondal the new lords. 
And if you come, you know, I'm sure that the effect of just seeing the, uh, seeing the miraculous sign left in the air over the village, which will be televisable, just seeing the sign left in the air will heal. Will cure and Lords will be will be eclipsed as a, a site of miraculous pilgrimage. Now Ray, when he listens to this, if he bothers to listen to this, he's just going to go apoplectic. But what I'm doing in in presenting, <laughs> what I'm doing in presenting all of this information, all you have to do, all one has to do, is simply read Fatima prophecy. And at this point, I think Ray would prefer that every copy of it be destroyed on the planet, lest uh, lest anyone you know read it. But that, I, I defend Ray against Ray. You know that, Chris. I've, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been defending I, I defend, Ray against Ray for a lot, a lot of years. Yes, I defend Ray against Ray. <laughs> he needs that. He very badly needs that. Ray's a great guy and a key player. We can't even get into just how key a player he is. because Why not? Why um, can't we get into that? Well, I mean, if we, if we had time, uh, let's, if you want to switch to That's what's going to happen show right after there. The, uh, well, yeah, uh, what's going to happen during the period of peace brought about by the miracle? Well, Ray has a tremendous role to play. And we're talking about um, archaeological events in Egypt and in Israel and E.T. Uh, phenomenon that will involve Ray, genuine E.T. phenomenon. Ray is a magnet. Ray is a flesh-and-blood magnet since uh, Padre uh, Island off the coast of Corpus Christi there. Um, he is a magnet uh, for genuine ET interaction. They track him on a daily basis, um, on an even hourly basis. They know where he is all the time because they're mentally, uh, uh, telepathically, they're aware of where How he is. How do we know this? Ask him. <laughs> He's very uh, modest about, uh, he would not claim that about himself. Uh, well, maybe he believes that's happening, but how do we know it? Well, you have to know about um, what happened there in 1954, was it, Chris? Yeah. The look-up incident. And what is actually happening um, pretty much, uh, I don't know when the last time I had an encounter. Okay, well, we, just to refresh our listeners' memories, if you go back to the 1950s, Ray and his brother Rex Stanford were basically contactees, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he wouldn't say that. He, Ray would not say that he was a contactee. He was around close encounter events where, for instance, a friend of his uh, uh, started uh, channeling information. And then years later, Ray started to go into, uh, into a, a, a mode, a several-year mode, where he was actually coming up with channeled information, which he now is, is not very comfortable with. Uh, and that's what Lewis is referring to about the, his book, Fatima Prophecy, being a bit of a, uh, an embarrassment, actually, to him, which is unfortunate because, as Lewis is pointing out, Ray, uh, for instance, predicted the assassination attempt on, on, on Pope John Paul II. Uh, Ray also uh, predict, predicted what would be found in the uh, third secret of uh, prophecy of Fatima, uh, many years before the events actually occurred. So Ray does have a, a track record of, of, of some sort uh, in this realm. But because he is so now involved in hard data UFO uh, case analysis, he thinks that anything that smacks of channeling or prophecy is going to, uh, you know, challenge his credibility in the hard science realm. So he's, he bends over backwards to not really dive into some of the amazing activities that he was involved with back in the early 60s uh and and again that could be a whole show right there but let's move on a little bit uh lewis and talk about the effect 
of all these prophecies potentially becoming realized and, and, and coming together, uh, what it seems to be in this next uh, few-year time period. What, what is your gut telling you about all this? Well, we have to accept the enormity of the changes that we need to make. If the period of peace is indeed brought about by uh, a miracle, the problem is not believing in a miracle or not, it's just going to happen, right? If it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. The problem still exists. It's even worse than whether or not we're going to get the miracle, but what are we going to do with it if we get it? How are we going to make the peace last? Because if we go back to business as usual, and that's our free will, if we go back to business as usual, which is basically materialism, the, the, the problem after the miracle is that we have to change our lives. And otherwise, the, the, uh, the, the miracle will slip through our, through our hands. Um, maintaining the peace is, is the individual and collective responsibility that we all have to uh, face. Um, the, the whole the cosmology uh, says that at the end of each previous world, first, second, third, um, all the, the inhabitants of these previous worlds were facing uh, the same um, uh, uh, opportunity crisis uh, that we're facing right now, i.e., uh, it's not too late to change our lives, and if we do it ourselves, then there's not going to be purification by higher powers. I'll tell you what, before we even look into that and we try to explore it further, let me tell everybody that we have Lewis Jarvis joining us. We're looking at prophecy, conspiracy theories, and whatnot, especially the whatnot. Next week on the PowerCast, we'll be featuring Jason Offutt. He's author of a new book called What Lurks Beyond the Paranormal. In your backyard. Your backyard? Yeah. He says your backyard, my backyard, just about anybody's backyard for paranormal events. (laughs) Chris O'Brien joins us as co-host this week. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're definitely, most definitely in the PowerCast. Hey, neighbors, have you been thinking about starting a website? Well, I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a world-famous leader in web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and great selection of templates. Use the coupon code PowerCast. Once again, use the coupon code PowerCast and sign up at this special address, thepowercast.com slash gator. That's G-A-T-O-R, thepowercast.com slash gator. For 58 years, fate has provided true reports of the strange and unknown. Fate brings you the latest in all aspects of the paranormal, like angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, and much, much more. To receive your complimentary fate magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. Making the right decisions is a challenge to investors. Are we going to see economic growth, slide into a recession, or at worst, depression? Hi, Ted Anderson from Midas Resources. We all know when a company acts irresponsibly, divesting ourselves in a move towards safety is prudent. When the market becomes volatile, U.S. Treasuries are a safe haven. But what do you do when the U.S. government overextends itself and spends beyond its means? Many investors are turning toward gold as a common-sense alternative to traditional paper investments. Midas Resources has put together 
a powerful book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold, discussing costs, benefits, risks, featuring full-color illustrations, weights, and measures. The book is free and can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. Paper investments are dwarfed by gold's 6,000-year history. Discover how gold may be right for you and your IRA by calling 800-686-2237. Whether buying or it's time for you to sell, the book is free. Call 800-686-2237. You worry, but only because you're paying attention. What's happening in the Gulf of Mexico illustrates an audacity toward nature. A similar audacity called GMO or genetically modified organisms means that the quality of commercially grown food may be compromised with our health in the balance. Now that summer's here, what better time to learn about the bounty that nature provides in wild edible food? Let author Linda Runyon show you the best-kept secret in plain sight that food is everywhere you look. This summer, for the cost of a good meal or two out, you can literally starvation-proof yourself and your loved ones against any future craziness and put up tons of free food, too. Whatever experiment is being run on us, you can rest assured that Linda's 50 or so staple foods aren't involved. Our foods are their enemy. So go to ofthefield.com or call toll-free 1-888-51-EAT-FREE and take that first step. Make your oasis of food security and nutrition now. That's O-F-T-H-E-F-I-E-L-D.com or call 1-888-513-2837. Start now and make 2010 your year of independence. Before you throw away your used batteries, you need to listen to this. Now, going green can save money. Go green and save money by giving life to your used batteries by charging them with the Renaissance Charger. The Renaissance Charger uses a new revolutionary battery charging technology that effectively extends the life of new batteries and gives new life to used batteries. Invented by legendary audio genius John Bedini, this unique and patented charging system rejuvenates the electrochemical plate structure in the battery without additives, increasing capacity and maintaining cell integrity. Renaissance Charge offers a full line of products made in the USA for all types and sizes of batteries. Find out why our customers tell us the Renaissance Charger is the only battery charger they will ever use. Save your money. Save the environment. Visit us online at r-charge.com. That's r-charge.com. Or call us at 208-772-4514. That's 208-772-4514. Be a part of the revolution today. On air, online, and on demand. They say we offer simple answers to complex problems. We are the GCN Radio Network. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you want to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out on iTunes. Are you having fun yet there, Gene? Oh, definitely. I've got a million questions and not enough time to ask them all. Our co-host this week is Christopher O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Chris? Lewis, you were uh, mentioning the uh, the dovetailing of the Hopi uh, the Hopi prophetic tradition and the end of the of, of this fourth world. You want to go into a little bit more detail on that? Well, uh, yeah. Um, first, I'll read this uh, Associated Press headline from uh, December 1990, um, a month before Desert Storm broke out. And this is Ed Moreno, the Associated Press, covering a press conference uh, at uh, Governor Bruce King, then governor of New Mexico's office. And uh, Ed Moreno writes, 
A group of Hopi elders concerned about events in the Persian Gulf warned Thursday that mankind must return to peaceful ways soon or the world will come to a catastrophic end. Now, that was 1990, and uh, what had been shown to Grandfather Martin, the last of the traditional elders who led a small delegation out from Hopi land to be with Governor King, a press conference was arranged, uh, covered by Associated AAP and any number of other outlets. Um, Martin had been given a series of supernatural signs or omens in Hopeville, where he lives, uh, Hopi Land, that Gulf Storm, Desert Storm, I should say, uh, the first Gulf War, um, was the beginning of World War III. And I think he was, he's been proven right, unfortunately, um, in oceans of blood, that that indeed was the beginning of World War III, which means that we've been fighting it now um, for 20 years. And the fear expressed then um, that we had very little time left, of course, has now been narrowed down to even less time, which is why Garabandal is going to happen, which is exactly why Garabandal is going to happen, because the third secret of Fatima, the genuine third secret of Fatima, is no different than Hopi prophecy, but Hopi prophecy expressed in a different cultural context. Okay, let me ask you a question here, though. We've been mm-hmm. fighting World War III, you say, for 20 years. What was the triggering event that we could look into? Of, of the Gulf War? Of the you first, think that uh, was it? The first Gulf War was the beginning oh, of yeah. World War III? Oh, yeah. No, III? no. Uh, Martin, Martin, Martin came to the press conference specifically to try to avert the first Gulf War which happened in beginning January 17, 1991. So this press conference was a month before, and Martin had been shown by certain supernatural signs from the Great Spirit from Masao, of whom he is the vicar, if you will, of the Great Spirit on Earth. He's the last Moses in a line of Hopi Moseses that go back to the beginning of the Fourth, fourth World, however long ago that was, and that was quite a while ago. He's the keeper of a supernatural tablet. There's actually a pair of tablets. The other one kept by the very mysterious but soon-to-arrive true white brother. And this is the most important Hopi prophecy waiting to be fulfilled right now. And Garabandal is absolutely um, connected with this prophecy because Garabandal, the the bringing about of a period, uh, however long or short, of, of world peace, it is during this period of world peace that the true white brother will enter the, the scene in order to set before us um, a, a world plan, um, a, a rejuvenation of hope that can completely averts still what desperately needs to be averted. However, if we don't listen to what he has to say, if, if, if we don't do what we need to do in terms of cleansing ourselves and Mother Earth, then just as the three previous worlds were purified, i.e. destroyed, if you will, from the point, of view, the point of view of those who refused to purify themselves, they were destroyed catastrophically. It's not purification uh, or destruction from the point of view of Mother Earth's helpers, Mother Earth's defenders, the high kachinas who are referred to as the purifiers. Martin is their human representative. He's the keeper of a tablet that was created supernaturally. It's not from this realm. I'm not saying it's E.T., but the ETs are very much involved with this because as the Hopi have been telling us for a while, extraterrestrial contact goes back to the First World, which was, which was a very long time ago. 
very long time ago. Topella, the first war, was a long, long time ago. I mean, Topella, the first war was destroyed. The cycle ended long, long, long before the, the cycle ended, the third cycle that ended Noah's world. So we're now at the end of a fourth cycle, of the fourth cycle. And the Mayans would say, following the Aztecs, and in agreement with the Navajo, that this is the end of the fifth world, or the fifth cycle, the fifth sun, S-U-N. So we don't need to quibble who's right, who's wrong, whether it's the end of the fourth cycle or the end of the fifth cycle. Okay, let me give you the devil's advocate question here. Regardless of which cycle we're looking at here, fourth cycle, Mm -hmm. fifth cycle, 69th cycle. Okay, Mm -hmm. so the people who are going to be very skeptical about this and say Mm -hmm. woo-woo comments, woo-woo talk, we're going to have to nail this down. So, okay, maybe because of all the things that happened, we could say World War III or a change occurred as a result of the first Gulf War. But number one is, how does E.T. tie into this? Are they coming down and landing and say, we're going to fix everything, we're going to set things right? Or are they just watching? The how do we even prove it? Uh, are you asking, are they going to prevent the war? No, they are not going to prevent the war. Their their injunction is right out of Star Trek, you could say. First uh, directive is not to interfere. But what the Hopis say concerning their knowledge of three previous worlds and this world, the fourth world, ET intervention, what we call ET intervention, increases at the end of a cycle, and it's increasing now. Uh, also, the hoaxing of it is also, because the CIA is totally, thoroughly familiar with, with Hopi prophecy, beginning with Frank Waters' book, uh, The Book of the Hopi in 1963. So they're doing their damnedest to, to manipulate it, to hoax it, to hijack it. Okay, um, they know the, 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 the powers that be. The CIA knows as of uh, 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 Socorro, if not earlier, I'm not saying they didn't know earlier, but they know as of Socorro that it's real, it's genuine. There is hard evidence. They have the proof, and they may have a whole lot more proof than merely Socorro. So they know that the hope they have been saying a long, long time that this ET uh, contact, the genuine stuff, will increase. But will they prevent the war? No, not according to the Hopi and not according to the parallel Tibetan belief and not according to, um, you know, uh, Catholic belief concerning Fatima and Garbandal. No, the ETs will not prevent the war, but they certainly will help and, uh, again, uh, raise own repudiated book, the readings in Fatima Prophecy explain this, what the role of the ETs will be if war happens after the miracle, the opportunity for peace, if we throw it away, we go back to business as usual, and therefore the Fatima Prophecy comes true, the third secret of Fatima, two-thirds of the human race will die in the impending war, and the survivors will envy the dead. Now, that's the 1917 prophecy, which is to be averted by uh, a miraculous intervention, i.e. the threefold miracle at Garabandal. I'll tell you what, we'll get into that again and further in the next segment. We have Lewis Jarvis. We're talking about prophecy and the impact of that prophecy, maybe trying to nail it down further. The co-host, Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena 
when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. This is not a drill. Repeat, this is not a drill. Gun sales are on a staggering pace. Gun prices are going through the roof, and that means desperate, vicious criminals now want your guns and will do anything to get them. Now, a new book reveals powerful secrets for hiding your guns from thieves and looters. You'll learn step-by-step battle-hardened techniques, where to hide your guns so criminals will never find them, how to create the perfect hiding place, as well as the places you should never hide your guns under any circumstance. These and other closely guarded gun caching secrets are guaranteed to keep your weapons safe and out of sight when the going gets tough. But listen up. For security reasons, the Hide Your Guns book and even the website may disappear without warning at any time. Go to HideYourGuns.com. That's HideYourGuns.com. Or call 877-327-0365. Before they come for your guns. HideYourGuns.com right now. Right now. Right now. Normal blood pressure, naturally. How would that make you feel? I'm Don from New Mexico. January of 2000, I had a heart attack. Then my real health began going downhill, and I had uh, high blood pressure, high blood sugar, poor vision, and I really wasn't sleeping well. I was a mess, pretty much. Don reports dramatic improvements with heart and body extract. I started taking uh, heart and body extract, and from within a few days, I started sleeping a lot better. My blood pressure uh, normalized, my blood sugar normalized, and uh, my sleep really did improve. Experience these benefits and more when your body gets what it needs with the assistance of heart and body extract. Order at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. That's hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. Folks, I did not expect this at all. By the 7th, 8th, and ninth day, I saw dramatic improvements from taking heart and body extract. Details at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305 for heart and body extract. Attention, an important product from HempUSA.org, Microplant Powder, will change your life by removing all types of positive toxins, such as heavy metals, parasites, bacteria, viruses, and fungus from the digestive tract and stomach wall so you can absorb nutrients. Microplant Powder is 89% silica and packed with a negative charge that attracts positive toxins from the blood, organs, spine, and brain. This product has the ability to rebuild cartilage and bone, which allows synovial fluid to return to the joints. Silica is a precursor to calcium, meaning the body turns silica into calcium and is great for the heart. There is no better time than now to have microplant powder on your shelf or in your storage shelter. And with an unlimited shelf life, you can store it anywhere. Call 908-691-2608 or visit hempusa.org. It's a great way to change your life. So call 908-691-2608 or visit us at hempusa.org today. How do you spell hard-hitting talk radio? G-C-N. The Genesis Communications Radio Network. You're in the Paracast. You never know what's going to happen next. 
We have two more segments to spend with Lewis Jarvis. We're looking over prophecies, Hopi prophecies, and lots more. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the PowerCast. Chris, pick up on this, please. Well, this, this is all, uh, personally, it's fascinating to me. Um, of course, I'm, I'm fairly jaded at this point in my life. Uh, I don't particularly factor any of this in or out. But I'm sure um, I, I make it my business to at least be aware of these subjects that uh, we've been talking about. And again, uh, it's very difficult uh, to cover in depth a lot of the uh, subjects that we've been talking about. I think we're doing a good job uh, getting to the crux of the matter, however. I think, uh, Lewis, uh, to sum it up, I think we're living in interesting times. Uh, we're living that Chinese curse. Uh, it does appear that we are coming to some sort of quincunx or some sort of uh, apex of, of uh, history here. Uh, what do you see as unfolding here in the near future and uh, going into the next two, two and a half, three year period? Um, uh, you know, let's, let's leave the prophecy stuff aside. What do you think uh, we're going to see? You mentioned that there's going to be a heightened amount of uh, UFO activity, for instance. Do you see other paranormal type uh, events maybe uh, heightened as well? Uh, what are your feelings on them? Oh, yeah, sure. The category that uh, I um, uh, personally refer to is UDA, Unidentified Diabolical Apparition, Spiritual Phenomenon of All Kinds. Uh, all kinds of spirit manifestation occur, and a large part of it, if not the overwhelming majority, of course, is uh, misunderstood, misinterpreted as nuts and bolts from some other star system as ET contact. And that's not ET contact at all. It's uh, it's um, spirit uh, phenomenon, uh, apparitional phenomenon, visionary uh, experience. Now, if you say visionary experience, does that mean because is it is it because a genuine spiritual entity? Uh, say a Kachina, uh, a Navajo would say, um, a Yei, uh, an Apache would use the word Gaan. Is it because one of those entities or some kind of other visionary experience? Now we're talking about electromagnetics induced hallucination. Psychotronic. Um, well, that's what's up there on those unidentified fly, uh, fascist observatories because they're flying around with the ability to affect our, our minds. And that's a very uh, secret uh, thing, except it's not that secret. It's, 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 we're the guinea pigs, we're on the receiving end of it, so we should be doing something about it. Otherwise, what they're doing is they're um, sort of raising the temperature so that the frog in the uh, uh, bath about to be boiled to death um, is forced to either, you know, he either gives up the, his life and, and boils to death. Uh, the useless eaters are about to be removed from the planet and in, in, induced ongoing engineered collapse, uh, or the, the frog does something about its situation. And so we're in this very critical, crucial uh, crossroads of are we going to um, take it upon ourselves to jump out of the hot water the, uh, that we're in, um, or are we just going to simply, you know, boil to death um, and uh, be um, uh, earn the contempt that the uh, that the power elite has towards us, useless eaters and uh, sheeple. 
Um, so uh, we're coming to this uh, very uh, interesting, uh, crucial uh, time frame. And uh, in order that um, the sheeple, uh, as you so see here, have a, a, a fair chance, the playing field is going to be um, leveled, and that is, that's going to take miraculous intervention. So you're going to see you're going to see supernatural intervention by the devas, the gods, the the, the ascended masters, if you will, the saints and buddhas of this planet. But you're going, you're, you're also going to see ET stuff, um, real ET stuff uh, happening on a uh, larger scale. The, the, e, the ETs, it's not their job to save us from ourselves. They, they, will, they will help. But how they do you know help. that? How do you know they have a prime directive? Well, first of all, um, the, everything that I'm telling you is not only coming uh, in agreement with, and in fact, all I'm doing is reprising Fatima Prophecy for you. I cannot urge, I'll tell you what, I sent that book, Fatima Prophecy, um, everyone from uh, the Clintons twice. Oh, I could tell you a, a story about Hill and Bill. Oh, boy, could I tell you a story about that. I initiated the Lawrence Rockefeller Initiative in 1993 by talking to him directly about everything we're talking about in February of 1993. So take that, Stephen Greer. And what did he think about that? Oh, well, uh, on the one hand, he was totally, totally interested in hearing about Fatima prophecy, but he wouldn't take my um, suggestion to meet Ray directly. And that's because there were too many CIA people that already spun a cocoon around him. Too many UFO disinformation, we, I won't name them, oh no, they know who they are, who had begun working with Lawrence at that time, in February of 1993. But everything that I told Lawrence was basically reviewed with him at his ranch, the, uh, the Jackson Hole Ranch, in August of 1995 with President Clinton and First Lady Hillary Clinton, who um, knows a whole lot. About okay, the they real- were there when you had this meeting. Oh, yeah, they're the one, only those three, and, and maybe some uh, personal aides, you know. I mean, there were Secret Service there, etc. Is there anything since then that would indicate that they changed anything they did or acted differently as a result of what you told them? As Secretary of State, she's privy to the CIA's um, daily uh, uh, briefing, and um, she has to wonder... How much of this is real? How much of she knows the whole litany? Uh, I've been uh, she's been my student since 1993 when I first communicated. We had quite a correspondence there, and I uh, still harass her uh, occasionally uh, with emails <laughs> uh, to John Podesta at American Progress, this think tank in D.C. Now in I fact, know John Podesta wrote the introduction to the new Leslie Kane UFO book. Yeah, I haven't heard of that, of that researcher, but uh, Podesta wrote the uh, forward that the serious researcher, he has credibility, and Podesta wouldn't have had anything to do with it otherwise, because Podesta's in on the loop. Podesta knows the real stuff. Okay, Podesta so that takes us to almost disclosure here, because we're down to maybe 12 minutes of showtime, and I guess we have to look at the end game here. So is there a point in time here where the government is going to have to be forced to reveal what it knows? And I preface that statement with this comment. So far, they've been talking about disclosure since the 1950s and Major Donald Kehoe, and it's never happened, not even close. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Don Podesta being a good uh, Roman Catholic and Leon Panetta, our CIA director, being a good Roman Catholic, know all about Garland all. 
they know the prophecy of the miracle. In fact, um, there is not a world leader of, if they're at a certain height that doesn't know about Garabandal, which is not the claim that they believe in Garabandal. I'm not claiming that they believe in Garabandal. I'm simply asserting that they know about Garabandal. And the best of them, the really good ones, um, for instance, His Holiness the Dalai Lama, they're hoping beyond hope, in fact, uh, the uh, Obamas, who were other students of mine, as of last December, uh, January, when I sent two thick packages to them and got a very nice letter back from Michelle Obama, the First Lady, in, in gratitude. Um, there, it wasn't a fixed letter or canned letter, was it? Huh? No, no, no. Oh, no, she typed it up herself. <laughs> no, no, it, it's, no, 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 this is way past that. And uh, if I, you get a chance to put her on your show, you can ask her, well, what do you think about Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. I don't think that's happening. Yeah. No, well, it may. But it, would have, it will happen after the miracle. Okay, so let's put a date on this before we go to our final section of the show. I'm going to ask you point blank, and you can answer it now or answer it after we come back from our break. Okay, when is this going to happen? Maybe we're in in the midst of it right now, but when will we know this is going on? Uh, When we attack Iran. That will trigger the warning. Okay, this is what you said earlier. And when do you think that's going to happen? Do you think uh, we're really going to be that well, foolish? I think it would be a foolish act. Are we really going to do that? You want to cut the break or give me a You know what? You just raised a cliffhanger. This is a cliffhanger, folks. Okay. <laughs> About attacking Iran and why and whether it makes any sense. Louis Jarvis joining us with conspiracy theories, biblical prophecies, Fatima prophecies, all sorts of prophecies. And a reminder, check forum.theparacast.com. And we welcome your opinions. We expect it's going to be pretty fiery in the weeks after this broadcast. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the PowerCast for one more session. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack of the Rockwells. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes... The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans a galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack of the Rockoids, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. You've seen our SinoFresh banner on the GCN website, yet your sinusitis is still a problem. Are you waiting for your sinusitis to go away by itself? Are you waiting for a SinoFresh discount? Okay, here it comes. But first, the facts. 67 other products merely treat symptoms and not the cause of sinus problems. And 37 million Americans suffer from sinus distress just like you. But now many are finding relief with the only patent-protected homeopathic nasal product that antiseptically eliminates the known causes of sinusitis. SinoFresh. Now, 
here's your limited time discount offer to use Sinofresh. Call 888-906-3636 right now for $2 off per bottle when you mention GCN. That's it. Just call 888-906-3636 and mention GCN for a $2 discount. But hurry, this offer is only for the first 1,000 customers. Call 888-906-3636. 888-906-3636. Call right now for $2 off per bottle. Mention GCN. Buy Sinofresh.com. It works. No one likes foreclosure. You won't say, think, or even consider foreclosure with ZeroDebtGuarantee.com. Why? Because ZeroDebtGuarantee.com guarantees to stop your foreclosure for at least two years with no payments, no bankruptcy, and no negotiating. Thinking loan modification? That still keeps you in default. Zero Debt in 90 Days is the only proven system that keeps you in your house for as long as you want to stay, while making it possible to even get clear title to your house. No, we are not investors, bankers, attorneys, or real estate agents. We are a group of people just like you that are sick and tired of the housing crash, and we've helped thousands avoid foreclosure since 1993. Please visit our website today, ZeroDebtGuaranteed.com, or call to see how we can help save you tens of thousands of dollars and save your home. Call 800-477-9256, 800-477-9256. That's 800-477-9256, or visit ZeroDebtGuaranteed.com. Guaranteed to stop foreclosure. Before you throw away your used batteries, you need to listen to this. Now, going green can save money. Go green and save money by giving life to your used batteries by charging them with the Renaissance Charger. The Renaissance Charger uses a new revolutionary battery charging technology that effectively extends the life of new batteries and gives new life to used batteries. Invented by legendary audio genius John Bedini, this unique and patented charging system rejuvenates the electrochemical plate structure in the battery without additives, increasing capacity and maintaining cell integrity. Renaissance Charge offers a full line of products made in the USA for all types and sizes of batteries. Find out why our customers tell us the Renaissance Charger is the only battery charger they will ever use. Save your money. Save the environment. Visit us online at r-charge.com. That's r-charge.com. Or call us at 208-772-4514. That's 208-772-4514. Be a part of the revolution today. Tired of searching for great talk radio? Search no more. I just want to hear more of it. We are the GCN Radio Network. Genesis. Genesis. You've entered another dimension. You've entered the Paracast. We have Lewis Jarvis. We're focusing on all sorts of stuff related to prophecies, possible disclosure, and lots more. The co-host, Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Okay, so certainly the possibility of attacking Iran, ostensibly because of their purported nuclear program, is not off the table. You say what's going to happen is going to be triggered by that, Lewis. When is it going to happen? Well, if you look at uh, just today's events, uh, I know this is a delayed uh, uh, interview. but As a matter of fact, event. we might have to redo part of it if this happens before. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, man. If, yeah, if, if I survive the warning, I can always. I, I worry about that. I always have to realize that the warning. Uh, any of us that survive, and that will be most of us, will survive only by the skin of our teeth, because as the good book says, we've all fallen short of the mark, and we're going to see that in all too lurid detail. Some of us, of course, a lot more than others, and they're not coming back in order that the period of peace come. Period of peace actually begins with the warning, the preliminary event, the 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 uh, wake up call, the illumination, and then there is a comes, date. There is a there is a time frame. Yes, uh, there is a time frame. There is a time frame. Uh, it will happen and again. Uh, you could go to uh, for your listeners to check this out. Um, first of all, you go to the net and you'll find out that there are tens of thousands of sites, tens of thousands of sites discussing Garabandal. Some of those sites put up by the CIA and other disinformation people. So go to Garabandal. Us. Uh, of all the sites, it's very simple. Garabandal.us. G A R A B A N D A L. Garabandal.us. Then you'll have the best of all possible sites to check out this information. Okay, so that, give me a date. Give me a date. Give me a week. Give me a month. Whatever. Okay. Uh, the, the miracle will happen in the month of March, April, or May. You can eliminate March for various considerations, not the least of which the weather is too tough up there in the Cantabrian Mountains, and you're not going to have a bunch of sick people leave their sick beds only to die, you know, from exposure uh, in March. You can eliminate March. Um, April, possibility, um, but probability, I don't think so. Why May? Because May is the month of Our Lady. Okay, 2011, and, 2012, which? 2011, May the 12th. So if we have you on the show on May 13th, 2011, and it didn't happen, you'll apologize? Well, not only will I apologize, I'll growl. Um, actually, I will, I, I will weep and moan because we have to go another year downhill. The only thing that's going to uh, stop us on this decline and put us on an upward, the only hope that we have right now is, in fact, the, the, the miraculous intervention. And as far as I'm concerned, it's going to happen. It's as certain it's going to happen as the sun coming up in the West tomorrow. Now, that was a little Zen koan. Um, it is going to happen. It's gonna, the sun's going to come up in the East. And uh, the miracle is going to happen. And without it, what, you're going to have a miracle of negativity happening. There is going to be an attack on Iran. That will lead to North Korea, South Korea. That will lead to Pakistan, India, over Kashmir. That will lead to China, Russia, and everybody else. And then it's the end of dog patch. Don't the military officials know this, know that oh, if they want to attack Iran, there are consequences I, they don't I, really want to deal with? I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm a firm believer in Mike Bowen. I'm a firm believer in Admiral Mullen being rational. I think that he's not in charge of the Pentagon, or he may not be in charge of the Pentagon. Chris, you want to pick up on this as we well, I, I, towards the I, end? I, I would have uh, thought that you were going to say that uh, it would be the first uh, May 12th uh, after an attack on Iran. And if uh, from the sound of it, it, it sounds like you think that they, uh, we're going to actually or Israel or some confluence of events is going to uh, occur between now and next May is what, what I'm hearing right. you say. That's right, yeah. yeah. The, and so the, that, the, that'll the, be the thing that kicks it off then. That's right, that's right. That's, that will begin the three-phase or the three-part miracle. The first, the first part of the miracle, why is it that every engine machine in the motor is going to uh, shut down while we're having our subjective life review? Because it has to be knocked down because there are going to be nuclear, chemical, and biological weapons used. 
they have to be knocked out. There are satellites that have to be knocked down. There are military communication systems that, and oh boy, is that going to teach these people a lesson. That their technology is actually worthless when it comes to ET capability. And ET capability is not quite, you know, on the level of gods. <laughs> not far away. Okay, but ET is just going to watch this happen, and they're going to follow their prime directive and not interfere with earthly doings. They don't need to interfere yet, because uh, the spiritual, uh, you know, enlightened uh, beings connected to this planet, they have their own Buddhas. You know, Buddha being just a generic term for awakened being. In fact, here's something for you. Uh, All these uh, uh, ETs that are visiting here, or at least the ones that aren't inimical, to use Ray's term, uh, the, uh, the races that are not inimical to us, they're Buddhist. And the proof of it is... The symbol that was on the side of that vehicle, it's a coral. That is a profoundly Buddhist symbol. I can't go into all of that right now. Ray needs to get together with the Tibetan Lamas, which is the invitation I took to him 30 years ago. He failed to do something that has extreme importance for the whole human race. So, Ray, when you hear this, that's the message. It's time for you to get together and do what you were supposed to do in 1979. And I think we're going to have to bring Ray Stanford back on the show. Sure sounds like it, doesn't it, Gene? We'll get uh, we'll get Lewis and Ray on, and uh, I think that'll that'll be a really interesting show. <laughs> What's going to have to happen, really though, is that basically we'll say, okay, talk. I'll interrupt for the commercial breaks every 10 or 11 minutes, and then I'll just walk away and have a cup of coffee, I think. <laughs> well, Actually, I'm going to have to, gonna have to be I involved. love you, Ray. Uh, uh, you've, got, you've got some important things to do in Egypt and Israel, too. So no. We can't even go into that right now. No. Time does not permit. Well, so what, what, how do you want to sum all this stuff up, Lewis? I mean, you've done a pretty good job, I think, already. But uh, for, for some of our uh, glassy-eyed sort of uh, open mouth the listeners, <laughs> and I'm sure there's one or two out there, give us, uh, uh, give us something that, that, uh, that we can hold on to here. Sure. Just listen to Jesse Jackson, Keep Hope Alive. Keep Hope Alive. Keep your, your, your sense of joy and wonder active. You know, be a child and let a child lead you. This isn't, this isn't gloom and doom stuff at all. Despite all of the bad stuff going on out there, and some of it, you know, willfully malevolent, those people don't win in the end. In fact, they have no power over the truly invincible. Uh, you can be Christ and allow it to happen to you and not curse the ones that are doing it while they're doing it to you. Now, if you can get into that frame of mind, which we're all being uh, called to do, then you are ter- you arrived, baby. You're there. You are invincible. And I don't mean that in a holier than thou or superior. It's just a simple statement of fact. You have transcended. <laughs> you have arrived. This is what St. Paul refers to as the peace that surpasses understanding try for that that's there it's a real goal the buddhists call it nirvana you've become you you're above the enemy in tibetan they call it drala you are above the enemy the enemy cannot harm you even as he's crucifying you so be be happy be happy okay i want to ask you a quick question here before we end this is there a site or any place we can find more information about what lewis jarvis does Oh, gosh. Um, mm. 
But that, that's kind of a hard uh, question to answer. There are certain sites that uh, I try to read as frequently as possible. One of them, unfortunately, is no longer operative. That's Rigorous Intuition with Jeff Wells, a writer, researcher who I admire greatly. Um, I love uh, Reality Uncovered. I read um, disinfo sites for that very reason. I know they're disinfo sites, and therefore I keep track of them. Uh, I uh, maybe I shouldn't antagonize too many more people, so I won't need the disinfo sites. Well, we'll be uh, antagonizing time. other people, but we really appreciate <laughs> this session, kind of a first, and I'm looking forward to the encounter between Lewis Jarvis and Ray Stanford. Chris O'Brien, where do we find more of the stuff you do? Well, I have a website. Uh, it's OurStrangePlanet.com. It is a strange planet, and it's Our Strange Planet. And uh, you can find uh, my entire database from my field investigative work in the San Luis Valley, where Lewis is uh, calling from. And uh, also, uh, there's information about my books and other things there. Lewis Jarvis, Christopher O'Brien, thank you both for joining us this week on the Paracast. Thank you, Gene. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Lewis. is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.